Okay. Robert England here. A.K.A. Freddy Krueger. That's Mr. Krueger to you punks. And you're listening to Below the Belt Radio. Be there or be square. The Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. That's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB Below the Belt in the Mother Effing House. I'm your host, Al Soda, aka Celebrity Soda, your host for the most here for your weekly eargasm and, of course, also your weekly scaregasm as it is Halloween. So happy Halloween from us <laughs> on Below the Belt Show. And let's go ahead and introduce. The ghoulie panel, if you will. Uh-huh. Starting with, she is one of the BTB originals. Oh, hello. She is known as the Lizard Queen, very the recently. Lizard Queen. <laughs> the Lizard Queen. <laughs> Singer, songwriter, actress, host, extraordinaire, fashion designer. What else am I missing? Oh, I do it all. <laughs> oh, hello, BTB. It's so... <laughs> <laughs> It is Sabrina Taylor Smith. What's up? It's been a while. It's been a minute, as they say in urban culture. It has been. It's been a min, <laughs> but you know. And you have brought somebody again. with you. Uh, can I you did. introduce uh, this person for the first time on BTB Airwaves, mm-hmm. if you could? Um, Brian Cardone, uh, Nazla Music. You can also my sweet hubby. Oh, <laughs> sweet hubby. Thanks okay. for having me, everybody. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, also been producing for like 10 years, DJing for 12, um, play pro poker. Really pro poker to be player here. as well in the house. Mm-hmm. Wow. We cleaned up in Vegas. It was fun. <laughs> 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 cleaned up in Vegas, very nice. Slightly eventful, but we survived. Oh, eventful. We'll get to that in a minute. We have someone else oh, to introduce. Goodness. On the panel for an, another first timer on mm. BTB, a good friend of our own Tiffany Marie Ford, a.k.a. TMF, Miss <laughs> TMF, Fira Wintez, if you will, but <laughs> he is also a cosplayer, uh, best known for his portrayal of Bloodshot, and a.k.a. Mr. Hardcore Bloodshot, <laughs> Jesse Fresco, in studio. Welcome to BTB. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so you. it is our Halloween episode, of course. I am... I'm Rick Sanchez, bitch. <laughs> and Morty, Morty, get over here. And Morty. <laughs> Captain Mar- Marvel. And uh, yes, uh, I am uh, Rick Sanchez, and Sabrina is dressed. Captain Marvel, reporting for duty. <laughs> good to have you, uh, Captain Marvel, to be to be here. It's good to be here, folks. And there are uh, sweet <laughs> treats, as you know, it is Halloween. 
So we got to have sweet treats in studio. Yes, we do. Copy. (laughs) (laughs) We have a tremendous show tonight. Um, Our special guest is an acclaimed actor who's done a lot in the industry. He's got a new movie called Black and Blue. He's uh, brought to you courtesy of our friends at Charles Sherman Public Relations. It's actor extraordinaire James Moses Black will be calling into Below the Belt Show. Nice. James yeah. <laughs> In addition, we have exclusive on-location interviews. As you know, Sabrina, with our sister show, Click on This Show. Mm-hmm. I got to attend the Split Screens Festival. I, Man, this is huge, guys. Five cast members from Fear the Walking Dead that we yeah. will be playing on Below the Belt Show throughout the show, including... Austin Emilio, who plays Dwight, Jenna Elfman, mm. Denai Garcia, Coleman Domingo, and your favorite, Serena, Alicia Debman Carey. <laughs> I know you like <laughs> Alicia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know you're a fan of Alicia. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know she was in that. Yeah. <laughs> you said you're a fan of Alicia Debman Carey. You said she was so hot. Yeah. I say <laughs> a lot of girls are hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of beauty. What can I say? <laughs> well, I I guess you are. So I guess you're uh, um, uh, both sides of the coin, so to speak. Because you have oh yeah, I'm definitely both, both sides, sides of the, the coin. coin. Right. Listen, <laughs> I'm a pansexual. Okay, yes. I don't care if you're a tranny. I don't care if you're a guy or a girl. Okay. My boyfriend's like, this is great to hear right now. Um, <laughs> I don't care. I'm all about the personality and the person. And okay. it's so I really so will go. Yeah, I've, mm-hmm. I've heard of that before. Um, so it's not a matter of which way the wind blows. not a matter if you're attracted to men or women more so. It's the fact. It's the personality. It's the personality. And mm-hmm. I'm sure other factors as well, right? Um, You know. Uh, you know, actually, I <laughs> I've dated a lot of guys that like mm-hmm. I have in the past been like, no, not this, no, not this, no, not this. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one weird tooth. Oh, this one. But I I I think as I've gotten older, I've just been more open to like flaws in humans on their exterior, okay, um, as well as their interiors, <laughs> because we all are flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, except for me, I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it seems like the older you get, the less interested you are in like that small little detail. You're more just like, okay, you want to just hang out and just watch Netflix all night. <laughs> it's yeah. more like that. It's like it's the like older you get, end. the less interested you are in like in the super perfection. Aspects, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Well, that, but I mean, it's mostly like, am I going to be able to have a conversation? I mean, I've dated. Really, really, really good-looking people that I couldn't talk Men to. Men and women. Men and women that I literally <laughs> could not have conversations with, and it's like... No personality. Oh, yeah, I hit the jackpot this time. Oh. Ow. <laughs> um, I'll come out of my shell, I promise. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go, Savvy Taylor Smith. I know listeners know uh, about Savvy, but I wanted to refresh... Uh, savvy to our new listeners that'll be popping in. So yeah, I haven't so, been in a relationship in a long time. I'm infamously <laughs> single. I know, but listen, I've locked this one down, or okay. rather, he's locked me down. Okay. Um, 
for the last almost six months. Right. So okay. that is a big deal All for right. Sabrina. That's the half year point. Um, so. He knows I'm Work crazy and he year. still wants to come home with me at the end of the okay. night. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> okay. So we're going to sp- uh, shine the spotlight a little bit on Jesse Fresco, who mm. is a cosplayer. has also worked on major productions such as Veep mm-hmm. and House of Cards as, as an electrical grip. Uh, electrician grip. grip. Right. Nice. Great. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about... Um, you know, uh, your experience in the field, number one. Mm. And uh, what has been your most exciting uh, project thus far? And uh, also, also, mm. I'm going to need to know what your favorite cosplay costume is. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs> of my costumes? Yes. Or, okay. Well, I that could have been your next question, but I'll... Okay. okay. Well, anyways, uh, so I got in the business in 2008. I just gotten out of college. And I joined... Um, a place called the Washington Source for Lighting down in Hyattsville as a grip and electric house. Cool. So I jumped in with them, started learning all the equipment, and I was... It, here's a funny little side story. So I was making a delivery uh, for gear for a commercial, mm-hmm. and this was the day the economy collapsed in 2008. Wow. Right. And I'm on the loading dock, and guess where I had to make the delivery to? Goldman fucking Sachs. <laughs> Literally had to go to Goldman Sachs. They were doing a commercial for how great their company was. And I'm waiting on the loading dock for like an hour. And I'm like, and I'm calling the producer. And I'm like, no one's coming down to get the gear. What's going on? Finally, a guy comes down. Or actually, I was, I was listening to NPR. And I heard on NPR, Goldman Sachs being investigated for fraud. Oh, I could not make this up if I tried. <laughs> and so finally, somebody comes down and says, "Yeah, sorry, man, the the show's the show's canceled. We're not going to do it today." And I just looked at him dead in the face and I said, "Does that have anything anything to do with the fact you guys are being investigated for fraud?" <laughs> He just looked at me dead in the face for like 10 seconds and turned around and walked away. Holy snap. I'm pretty sure that guy lost his job that day. That everything. That guy probably lost his job and then probably went home and hung himself probably. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like everybody lost their jobs. I was lucky and I weathered the storm on that one, but I know a lot of people that lost their jobs. But um, it was pretty dead in the business for that for a while. And then finally things started to pick up. Uh, Films and TV shows got back on the market like Captain America 2 came into town I yes, worked on that yes Soldier I got to work on that yeah it was, that was fun uh, they paid me a boatload of money to do basically nothing Zed Disney money um, <laughs> uh, what else I worked on Veep season 4 yes worked on that for the entirety of the season started out great and eventually it got really rough in the midway of the season oh my god that got rough um, <laughs> I've never I think that was probably one of my longest nights was like 24 hours that was that was rough but um yeah, I worked on uh, Philomena, which was, you know, I'm yes, nominated for Oscars, House of Cards. Judy Dench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Night Watchmen. Night Watchmen. Those yeah. are our friends Ken Arnold and mm-hmm. Dan Franco yep. and Dan DeLuca. Mm-hmm. Uh, Better Shout Li- out to those guys. Yeah, Better Living Through Chemistry, which is a little Sam Rockwell movie, which is available on Netflix. That's also Ken Arnold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little mad you didn't tell me that you met Dan Franco, but that's cool. Continue. <laughs> 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 I met Sam Rockwell. He was really nice. <laughs> he was cool. That's um, awesome. He smokes like a chimney, though. Jeez, he smokes Ugh. a lot. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know it was slow going for a while in the business. And look, I mostly do a lot of corporate stuff these days, like okay. corporate setups for like hotels and ballrooms. But I do work um, on TV shows. Worked on the most recent uh, version of Walking Dead. Yes. Worked on still, that. Still untitled Walking still, Dead. Still, it's the code name is Monument. Monument. Right. The, st- the story that I've heard, and this is just this is. This could be completely wrong. <laughs> Ooh, do we have a scoop here on Below the, the Belt Show? The mm-hmm. overall narrative I've heard is that it ties into the Telltale games. Because in oh, the last okay. season of the Telltale games, there's a series of characters that the main character passes by, and you sort of 
interact with them for a short period of time, and then they go off on their own story. Ah. This is their story. So, And the Telltale games are directly connected to the comics. Mm. They're not really an adaptation of the show. They're more an adaptation of material from the games, or the material from the comics. Nice. So that's why in the first season, Glenn shows up, and then he goes into Atlanta. So it makes sense in terms uh, of like adapting. Good, you know, it's good to tie everything together. I am a Walking Dead fan, and the fact yeah. that they have Walking Dead now... Just a couple hours away from us, uh, mm-hmm. production in Richmond is, is pretty exciting. Yeah. So Definitely. I only saw one zombie though the entire time I was there. That was disappointing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was just, I was looking for that horde no, that's of zombies. That's a total bummer. Yeah, yeah. it was. A, I was looking for that whole horde and they just didn't <laughs> quite have it there. It was unfortunate. Yeah, man. Um, I myself, uh, well, I guess I can uh, talk about my one day on set um, because mm-hmm. I, I have. NDA things that I've signed, but nonetheless, um, it was uh, a very cool day to be on that set, and I look forward to seeing it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. What yeah, happens. I got eaten alive by bugs. That's all. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I yeah. love making zombie noises in my house, <laughs> like late at night sometimes. Well, if you I can be tell a my right now. If I could tell my like roommates are awake, sometimes I'll <laughs> I'll just walk through the halls and I'll be like. So Sabrina, <laughs> you wanted to add your question after my question, so you go ahead and ask it again. To Jesse, you have your second question? Um, yeah, so what's your favorite costume that you love to cosplay? Uh, Bloodshot, definitely. Bloodshot, okay, tell yeah. us more. Alright, so it's the character's not incredibly well-known. He's finally well-known now <laughs> that the movie trailer got, got released. Finally. Starring Vin Diesel, I yes. am Groot. Finally that yeah. came out. Finally right. that came out. Right. Um, so the character is... Uh, Basically, he is a soldier for a company called Project Rising Spirit, which is this sort of mm-hmm. military conglomerate that runs uh, shady wetworks missions. They're sort of a, sort of like a uh, corporate enterprise, but also are involved in like uh, experimental technology. Mm-hmm. One of the things they um, uh, are most well known for is nanotechnology. So Bloodshot mm-hmm. is a guy who has had his memory erased, and uh, he's had nanotechnology injected into his bloodstream. Wow. Millions of nanomachines in his blood that allow him to regenerate himself very quickly like Wolverine healing powers healing powers increases um, physical strength his speed endurance. endurance he can also has technopathy he can interact with all kinds of technology just by touching it um, so he's basically the Punisher if you mixed him with Wolverine in some ways with mm. a, yeah with a little bit of oh, what's another technopath mm. can't think of any off the top of my head but anyways that, that's um, two great characters like right there mm-hmm Technopath? Like Neo? Neo from, from Matrix? Matrix? Yeah, I, I guess that's Technopath. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. But doesn't he doesn't yeah. but he doesn't have to bend spoons or anything like that. So uh, Valorant uh, is kinda like the unsung hero. They're they're just I guess considered the indie yeah. darling of, of the comic book world. Um, what made you what drew you to uh, Bloodshot. Uh, well, I started reading the books back when they first relaunched in 2012. Yeah. I started reading them because I really liked one of the writers, Josh Dysart. He wrote a book okay. that I really love called Unknown Soldier for Vertigo. And so I heard he was doing this book called Harbinger for Valiant. I was like, I don't even know what Valiant is. I'm just going to read this just to check it out. Mm-hmm. Read it. Loved it. And so I picked up Bloodshot right after that by Dwayne Swarzynski. Read it. Loved it. Got Exo Man of War, Archer Armstrong, Shadow Man, and all the Valiant relaunches were fantastic. Um, the sales were have never really been enormous. They've done well, but they've never really been like when they first launched. They they did well. They were they did yeah, I and mean, it's it's kind mm-hmm. of dropped off since right. they finally found their market. Right. But um, it was a bit um, 
rough for a little while, you know, okay. at some points. But it's going pretty well now. And now that the movie has dropped, you know, sales of like trades have been like yeah. Through the roof. I guess let's, you brought up the trailer. Uh, I guess you are the foremost expert on, mm-hmm. on your thoughts on the trailer. We didn't get to see the signature white skin. It's in there. That um, I that know Vin for a fact. D- it's in there. That, that you know we we all know and um, remember from the comic book. Yeah. So the, you say it is in there. Yeah. In the book, he has completely white skin. He has red eyes and a red spot in the center of his chest where the nanites are injected into him. Right. And originally in the 90s, Valiant is a company from the 90s, it went into bankruptcy and then it got pulled out of it by Dinesh Shamdasani and Jason Cawthry. Um, and then they relaunched it. In the original run, it was a Japanese company that created him. So the red spot was meant to look like the Japanese flag. Okay. In the current run, it's just sort of a red spot. It's okay. just there. What do you think of Vin Diesel as a casting choice? Um, I don't think he was necessarily the best choice for the role, but he was <laughs> he, he was cast because he was available, in my opinion. <laughs> I think he'll I think he's fine. I think he's a fine uh-huh. choice. Right. Were there better options? Yes. But here's the thing, uh, Vin Diesel. He's a well-known name, mm-hmm. and he has a he has a contract with Sony Pictures. Right. That's it. And I think that's the main reason. It's it's not that I have anything against him. I'm not a huge Vin Diesel fan, but he has a following. People go to see this his movies because yeah. you know he's in them. He's that's in blockbuster blockbuster movies. No yeah, doubt. no he, doubt. No matter what you may think of the Fast and Furious franchise, it is one of the highest grossing franchises Absolutely. on the planet. That's what I like to tell people about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Also, but continue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Buffy super fan, super fan over here, <laughs> as you may know. Huh? I've watched a few episodes. I liked it. I'm more of a Firefly fan. <laughs> but okay. I've, I've heard that. Lo- as long as then. you're on the boat of Joss, Joss. we can all Not sail Josh, happily. Not Joss, yeah. Joss. I know. <laughs> I know. I get. He he says it wrong all the time. He's and still I'm like, it wrong. It's Joss. <laughs> it's not Joss. All right. <laughs> Well, just that's cool. So, so so you got to actually work at New York Comic Con or mm-hmm. you know uh, the Valiant booth mm-hmm. dressed. As your bloodshot character, so mm-hmm. that was really cool. How, how was that experience for you? Oh, it's always fun. Yeah, I, I didn't go last year because I was I was too busy with work, but I did sure. go this year. Um, uh, sales of the books were through the roof. People actually came to the booth specifically because I was there. Nice. Like, there's a huge Sam Hewen from Outlander is in the bloodshot movie, and all the Sam Hewen fans that were there for Outlander, they all showed up at the booth, and there I was, and they all got a picture with me. Like, nice. It, like. 50 women crowding around me because they really love Sam Hewen. Isn't that a great thing? That is a fantastic feeling. <laughs> yeah. For, for you and Sabrina, it would have been yeah. great. For me, too. <laughs> yeah. Maybe for everybody in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm there without a shirt on, so there's that. So. Right, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, guys, uh, that's cool. We got the introductions out of the way. Jesse and uh, Sabby, it's been a minute since we caught up. Yeah. Um, do you want to allude to any... Um, Anything that happened in Vegas? I know you had a recent trip to Vegas. We, uh, we went camping about. across the country. Yeah, that's great. Um, we found a home. Um, it's our summer home. It's you found deep a in the woods. Home that you will live. Uh, well, no, it's mostly us setting up our tent. Setting up our tent. Oh, I got it. Yeah, I got it's our it, campsite. It. We're like, this is our summer home. Oh, yeah, I thought you meant literally. No, 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 no. It's very difficult to tell what I'm serious about. No, um, it was amazing, except uh-huh. for this one spot in the Ozark where okay. we were actually not about going into the campground, yeah. and we were, but it was so late that mm-hmm. we actually set up our tent in the parking lot because <laughs> oh we were God. like, we're not going in there. After, after driving that? three miles of dirt roads, so <laughs> yeah, we were like, <laughs> this is scary in there. <laughs> we're not going insane. in there. We did it. We made it. 
And we did. Um, you were also there for a friend's bachelorette yes, party, Yes, for right? a friend's bachelorette. Yes. Um, we went to Liquid. Um, we had a table at Liquid. We had a table at Omnia. Um, yes. And we had a table at... You gotta always have the XS. table. Yeah, you do. Luckily, we know a really awesome promoter. Good. Thank you, Rich, um, for hooking us up with these tables. Okay. Um, and yeah, we just danced our little lives away. Nice. So, yeah. so everything went well? Um, in a sense. <laughs> in a sense, okay. Oh, I saw Nero. Um, okay. we were right underneath Nero. Okay. And so that was super awesome because we were like, I mean, we, I could literally see up his shirt. That's how close we were. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is um, and I well, wasn't being pervy. I'm just serious. Yeah. It's really just, okay. yeah. It's not pervy. Mm-hmm. It's, that's just what happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we, don't have, we don't need to delve into the other aspects. No, uh, I mean, make. it's just a, a, a friendship cleansing. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you realize you know? it's in Vegas. Yes, I realized some people just need to be cleansed from my life. And, oh, see. you know, that's, it is what it is, yeah. It would have been an amazing trip except for that. Except incident. for that, yeah. But, I mean, I still had a good time. <coughs> um, I still had a great time with the bride. Me and Morgan were literally the yes. only ones that were breaking it down Morgan at every Fadless. table we had. <laughs> yes. Morgan, yes. like the other girls were like, oh, no one's here. I don't know if I can dance. Me and Morgan were like breaking a sweat over in the corner with each other. So, <laughs> uh-huh. um, and of course, it's me and Morgan. So, you know, we were extra as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we that were. We came in that there with our asses out and our titties sparkling. Oh my! <laughs> Hopefully, we can see more photos and videos. Oh so cool. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Morgan definitely uh, had some scandalous outfits, um, but smokes. I would Back expect nothing less. Huh? Oh, she did. I bet. Right on me. It was awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was definitely you know we were. It's Morgan and Sabrina time. Okay. So we definitely had a blast. Well, welcome back from Vegas, Savvy Taylor Smith. Thank uh, you. And, uh, let's uh, let's go on to stuff that we uh, love doing here on BTB. Talk about the entertainment news, everything. Oh yeah. Going on, but there's a lot. Please to talk tell about. me there's something interesting <laughs> going on with Britney Spears. Report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain. <laughs> You know Star Wars is my favorite fandom, so we have to talk about Star <laughs> Wars news. This is huge, huge news, guys. David I... Benioff and D.B. Weiss, the duo obviously known for Game of Thrones, have walked away from their mega-huge deal with <laughs> Disney's Lucasfilm for their feature trilogy that was uh, planned to launch in 2022. Mm. Uh, apparently, they said they couldn't handle Star Wars and their deal with Netflix. Um, I thought they signed their deal with Star Wars first before Netflix. Mm. Uh, but uh, I, I think what they mean to say is we don't know what to do with Star Wars. Oh, man. Uh, because if you really think about it, every Star right. Wars movie is kind of the same thing. And they kind of realize we don't know well, what to write. Well, think with Dan and Dave. If they write on their own, they they could be in trouble. If they use source material and adapt it, which they did with George R. R. Martin's yeah. first several books before they had to go on their own. Yeah. Um, they're good they're, at they're, ad- fine. they're good at adapting stuff. Exactly. But, it, so, but it, they're not really the best original writers. And if I thought correctly, this is going to be based on the Knights of the Old Republic, 
Um, it was. Which, and um, there's that source material there. Yeah. I thought this was great for them. Mm-hmm. The, and, I mean, granted, more knights in a different era, of course, yeah. the knights in, the, in Westeros and the knights of the Old Republic. Um, but, yeah, they said that their schedule is too full. Mm. Um, they What's the s- Netflix thing that they're making? Um, <clears throat> that's a good question. Um, they actually... Um, they... <sighs> They're they're set to produce content for Netflix. I'm not even sure hmm. uh, if they announced what projects, but they did sign a nine-figure deal with Netflix. Wow, <laughs> Jesus! Nine-figure deal. They never have to work again. And yet they nine still work. Nine figures, like, dude. What, what can you do with nine figures that you can't do with seven? I know. <laughs> Thank you. Dear God. This, and this is two people. Oh, this is two people. <laughs> this is crazy, dude. Not Even after that deal. final season of Game of Thrones, apparently they're mm-hmm. worth it. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, I guess they haven't really disclosed the projects that DB and, and Dave will be doing for Netflix just mm-hmm. yet. But they did sign the deal. And it's crazy. They're going to walk away from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I mean, they already had meetings, you know, with Kathleen Kennedy. Um, but they do have other collaborators that can fill that void. Yeah. Obviously... Ryan Johnson, who a lot of people weren't <laughs> weren't too happy with his last Jedi film. Yeah. And there's also Kevin Feige, who everyone knows can handle the MCU. Yeah. But, you know, can Kevin do? Uh, you could probably do a decent job with Star Wars. I, I, I can imagine him handling that fandom quite well. Yeah. I well, have, well, Feige apparently is now not just running the film division. He's running the television division and the right. comics division. He's running everything. Talk Marvel about somebody's now. schedule being full. So yeah, his schedule's full. I don't think he, I don't think he wants to take on Star Wars. And as well. DB and Dave of Game of Thrones can't do three movies and a Netflix series. I don't know how many series that they're going to be developing. Eh. But um, yeah, so they basically said there are so many hours in the day. We felt like we could not do justice to both Star Wars and our Netflix Netflix projects, mm-hmm. so we are regretfully stepping away. Yeah. Do they have to give the money back? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if they have to give the money back. Have a seat there, General. Have a seat. We're about to introduce, that's right, guys, the man with the calming presence. There you go. The fan favorite. The one and only Mike, the General Zod. Well, it's uh, good to brave the elements and <laughs> finally get here. Yes. <laughs> good good to have you here, General. We just started yeah, on the Hollywood News. I know so you're here for the Halloween uh, episode. I am. And I am. Your you character? Can... Well, I originally had a different idea. I was going to come as Charlie Brown. Okay. But it was a little cold outside and rainy, so whip together my World War One flying ace costume. Okay, there nice. you go. Very <laughs> cool. <laughs> nice, dude. I'm yeah. sure the hat keeps you nice and warm. Yes, it does. Okay. Yes, it does. This will be really great inside of this tiny studio. Nice. So, uh, again, um, we're um, celebrating Halloween, and uh, we have treats in studio, so indulge. But, awesome. uh, General, we were just talking about DB and Dave of Game of Thrones leaving the Star Wars yeah. trilogy. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a little shocked. I mean, this is a huge deal. Did you um, read that? Uh, did you read that interview mm-hmm. uh, with DB and Dave recently, where uh-huh. <laughs> they got a lot of flack because apparently they uh, they you know like how they were trying to cut down on the uh, on the fantasy elements of Game of Thrones in the right. last season and trying to appeal, make it have like a broader appeal, and it worked. Right. But uh, wait, on the but, final season? Yeah. Ah. 
Well, it's a whole... fantasy show, though. Yeah, I get yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, what and I'm saying what is, it was w- what no, was no, going no. On what I'm saying is, it worked in giving broader appeal. Oh, everyone yeah. was talking yeah. about it. Right. I'm not saying it worked in terms of quality. I'm oh, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like after reading that, yeah, it was kind of um, kind of lost a lot of confidence in <laughs> whether they could really. Yeah. Uh, so you know that the reasoning is that their their schedule's full. They don't think they can handle both their Netflix deal. They signed nine figures. Yeah. For their Netflix deal. So so, so a deal a deal like that when they sign a nine figure deal like right. that, does that that money is like money that they have to use to actually make whatever content they're making. Uh, right. No, that's what they're paid. Is that actually what that's they're their paid? That's what they're paid. That's that's like their take-home money. I thought that was like you know when a when, I, when yeah. a record label signs a band, the money they give them. That's I'm sure that it would, it's like not doled out and like hey here's here's a 100 you know million dollar check. Right. It's I'm sure it's like it's over the course of several, it's over the course of like several years. years. Oh yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. But I thought for like, several different they budgeted series. for yeah. it w- yeah. in terms of the project. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that that's a lot of. What I mean it that was. makes sense too. But yeah, yeah I think this, which is odd because nobody knows Netflix is. Income numbers. They keep they yeah. keep that hidden. Like and everyone's Aren't predicting. Are they publicly yeah. traded now? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are public, but everyone's predicting so the moment can, that the you... office gets pulled off of it, it's going to tank. Well, it's yeah. basically the office. They don't know. Network. They don't know their ratings yeah. numbers or their viewership numbers. Yeah, whereas yeah, you can, can you can that... see their like now, as a publicly traded company. The budget's got to be a lot income. more. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you told me uh, before we started that the Mandalorian, which we'll talk about next. Yeah. Each episode, approximately twenty-five million. Uh, it is the highest. Uh, it is wow. the most expensive TV show ever produced per, most, per episode. Wow, per twenty-five episode. million per episode. So you multiply wow. the times. It's eight. basically eight. Sh- it's, it's, that's it's higher. Eight one hour that's higher than the budget of the first Star Wars movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's eight. It's yeah. eight one-hour films. So did you guys see the latest trailer? Because my God, is it amazing, guys? Man, I mean, we we. Uh, they tease the uh, the bounty hunter's origin. That's Pedro Pascal is playing the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. showing showing walking through a town filled with stormtroopers' heads on pikes, which reminds me of both um, Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead's pike scenes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and don't forget the Ewoks when they had the using their heads as bongos uh, as drums. <laughs> and then Werner Horzog uh, says, "Is the world more peaceful since the revolution? It is a shame that your people suffered, but bounty hunting is a complicated." Profession and uh, that's man. what's got me interested is the cast of that show. It just seems interesting to me. Like, yes. How the hell you get Werner Herzog to show up in that? Werner Herzog, Gina Carano, Nick Nolte, Bill Burr. Like, uh, Bill Burr, who is publicly stated he hates mm-hmm. Star Wars. <laughs> that, that, that's crazy. Don't forget that's Carl, cra- Carl he, Weathers. But he loves Carl money. Weathers. Yeah, Carl Weathers. Yeah. Giancarlo Esposito. You Spazito. got a suit going. Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad, uh, Emily Swallow, and Taika Waititi will be starring. Mm-hmm. And Taika will be directing an episode as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is just—it's just gonna launch a whole new bunch of Werner toys and I, projects I, I, for I the hope, holidays, which is exciting as well. I hope Werner Herzog directs an directs an episode. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. I don't know if he's—is he slated to direct? No, 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 okay. no I doubt it. I doubt it. He's more well known for these like really weird yeah. documentaries. But well, what it's... I loved about this—this this really felt like Star Wars. The mm. Star Wars that I knew and loved, seeing like the Squid Head, seeing the Bounty Hunters, seeing. Uh, Bosch. It, it felt like a return to form. 
Yeah, yeah. IG88. Yeah, it feel it felt you like know, getting back to like the 1977 film where dude, it felt and like actually I the do used universe like mm-hmm. everything's grungy and grimy again. Yep. Yeah, Tuscan I do. Raiders. I do like the whole like seedy underbelly underworld right. aspect yeah. of it. They much more. They kind of got right. that the, with Rogue One a little bit, but then they quickly got away from it because it's like, oh right, we need to put the war movie in here now. Yeah, <laughs> I was lot really of, enjoying the seeing that stupid war movie got in the way. <laughs> a lot of because a lot of Star Wars does try to. Um, you know, do really big picture like this, like quasi-religious, like Jedi. You yeah. know, the Jedi stuff, and mm-hmm. which is great. We're but stepping away from the Jedi for this Mandalorian series, yeah. I believe. So we're not gonna have. I, I'm not sure they, they might tease a little bit, but I, I I don't think the focus will be on the Jedi at all. Um, they need to step away from that. At the yeah, point. I think, it's it's getting it's like what else can you talk about? Yeah, <laughs> may the force be with you. Okay, right. you, you too. <laughs> Just want to say as a side note, when uh-huh. I walked to the bathroom and walked back, they cheered for me. Yeah, <laughs> my outfit. I love it. Yes, everybody loves Captain <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I was like, I'm just wearing what my captain yeah. told me to wear for battle. <laughs> What's that? Halloween cupcakes. Oh, oh, All I right. thought it was just So as candy. you know, another Star Wars series is the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So yeah. I'm really excited about this. And is that officially greenlit? It's mm-hmm. greenlit officially. Ian McGregor was actually um, said on a talk show that it was awkward because he had to keep everything a complete s- secret. And when people asked him over and over again, "Are would you do it again? Are you doing it again? Um he had to say, well, I'd be happy to do it. I'm just waiting for a call. Yeah. But in actuality, he said he had to lie because he already knew he was <laughs> – yeah. it's already been greenlit and talked about. Um, but, yes. Um, Maybe now they can actually you know, get him to act in those movies <laughs> rather than the prequels that's where he's right, very flat. Well, we know Aaron McGregor is a great actor. and Yeah, yes. yeah I think he's a great actor. So fantastic. Yeah. I mean, so I haven't seen him in, we can in focus the Star on, Wars movie. And we can really. focus on the series and find out the development – from what we saw in episode three to yeah. um, and obviously that big gap in between episode four How cannot long is be filled. The gap is it like ten years, twelve years? I thought it was about thirty years. No, from no, the Jedi like Luke, to, no, no, to is, Force Awakens. Oh, sorry, Return Luke is the, like seventeen in the first film. Okay, so it's probably like seventeen years between episode three and episode four. Seventeen years. Okay. Yeah, because Luke is like is like a teenager in that movie. Well, Luke was born in episode three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And There's like a, it's like a 17-year gap. Uh, okay, so he, okay. I'm yeah. saying the time frame. The time frame. Yes, yes. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. They're never completely solid on yeah. time frame. Yeah, he wasn't in his 30s when it started. You're correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, other cool Star Wars. Hayden Christensen brought his daughter Briar Rose to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, which yeah. I have to endorse. If you ever go, you have to go. If you're a Star Wars fan, you should go and merge yourself in the, <laughs> this amazing theme park for any Star Wars fan. But, you know, obviously, you know, it's kind of cool to have Anakin Skywalker at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. Did he have to pay to get in? I doubt he had to get <laughs> pay to get in. Um, it was great marketing, I'm sure, because yeah. they snapped photos and his birthday girl in, the, in a rare photo. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Uh, Anakin's handing his daughter a lightsaber um, hmm. in Sabi's workshop, which is the workshop where you can build your own lightsaber. So uh, I think it's pretty cool. Isn't he supposed to appear in the new movie? And Anakin's uh, pictured in the Millennium Falcon as well. <laughs> um, as you know, that's the Smuggler's Run uh, attraction, which is an awesome 3D ride where mm. you can literally pilot the Millennium Falcon, mm. which, again, is a really, really cool attraction of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It's a must-see. Um, there's Anakin with his daughter 
Nice. Is the name of the lightsaber. It's really adorable. What so. has Hayden Christensen done recently? Um, he's kind of retired from that. He's like a farmer now. <laughs> he liter- no, I'm not kidding. He literally <laughs> is a farmer now. He retired because he, he kind of like people, he was in, he, people he was really in, hated him after the. He did a prequels. couple. He did he did Looper. He did a few other movies. I did. I did like a, a I like this things. like yeah. uh, kind of low key movie he did where he played. Um, Oh, it was like a famous story about this reporter. For the oh, it's Shattered Glass. Shattered Glass. It's about Stephen Glass, uh, yeah. who used to live around here, actually. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. Yeah. I he, thought I thought that was really well done. Yeah, and he made up stories for the New Republic magazine <coughs> and oh. uh, yeah. basically lied to increase his profile and, and uh, mm. got busted and then uh, basically had his mm. career ruined. And he, mm. he can't get a job now. Oh. Yeah. Moving on to the DCEU, the Joker. So they had a screening in Paris. Now, this is crazy, guys. I still haven't seen that Apparently, yet. Apparently. Neither have I. I really want to. Dude, yeah. what are you guys missing for real? I don't get the R-rated <laughs> movies much anymore. <laughs> oh, because of the kids. I don't get the movies anymore. <laughs> so anyways, this is crazy, guys. A man stood up and disrupted the screening of Joker in Paris, uh, frightening the, all the moviegoers and shouted, God is great in Arabic. Uh, oh, and, my God. And he's that now, would, that yep. would really freak a lot of yep. people out. And, oh is a, and, and is being investigated for advocating terrorism. Well, I mean. Oh, that's you, a little extreme. That's a little extreme, so, but I can understand, like, mm-hmm. you know, you hear that. And I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Middle Eastern person. Right. And I'm saying if I was in a movie theater. And, and someone, you heard that? And someone yelled yeah. that, I'd be It's not like, a racist sentiment to say <laughs> if you, say, <laughs> you hear that. Duck. As soon yeah. as he yelled. Especially in Paris, like, yeah. where the. Where um, the, like. The, the bombings, bombings and everything. Uh, well, it happened. was the shootings at mm-hmm. the um, yeah they had Ariana Grande can- concert it w- as well. Well, that was in that was, that was in, in England, England, right? Yes. In uh-huh. Paris, it was the Eagles of Death Metal. Right. There, there you uh, go. Well, so most the, most Western European countries that mm-hmm. they have a very high Islamic population. Yeah. Right. Or Middle Eastern population. Right. So. Threat of terrorism, threat of bombings, threat of shootings is always ever present. And then yeah. you also have the IRA as well. So, so there's guy, always there's always something going on. Man. So he stood up and yelled, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Right. Yeah. Triggered a panic inside the theater. Uh, many people rushed to exit. The owner of the Grand Rex Theater uh, said that about 30 people left the auditorium, but 200 stayed to watch the movie. <laughs> uh, several several <laughs> moviegoers movie and the security guard wrestled with the man, and he managed to escape. He was arrested by police on the street near Grand Rex. Uh, he was unarmed. Um, Wait, so he, he, he made this. He, he managed to escape? He managed to escape. With all of those. <laughs> security guards be, and moviegoers tackling him. And he managed to and escape. escape. The theater. Someone's not doing a very good job in yeah. this entire or thing. He's That's a, one or man. Or he's, or he's a, a super freaking. <laughs> right. Spy, he's and like he's, a, like he's like basically James Bond. But, but he but he did get arrested at the street uh, okay. near the Grand Rex. Um, and luckily he was un- unarmed. Um, he was detained and put in a psychiatric hospital. He was yeah, probably, I was about to say, he sounded like I, he was no. off his knobber to me. He was probably me. somebody with mental problems. Like, exactly. So just, just saying that is not really a crime. Right. It's like being on an airplane saying the word bomb. Well, like, well. Yeah, not a good there, thing to there, do. Don't a, do that. But it's not a crime. There's a there's it's a not famous, a crime. So he could get away. about how like freedom of speech doesn't protect you from yelling fire in a crowded theater. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, it's and that's in the same lines. Yeah, it's you could still be fined. Thing. Yeah, and, and you could possibly be in prison for that, right? Freedom of speech yeah. does not protect you from the consequences of the freedom of speech. Right there yeah. you go, guys. So there you go. Um, but yeah, Joker's still the number one movie. It actually God. dropped, number and then it, it's, now it's movie. back to still being the number it one movie. It makes me so happy so that an R-rated movie is yes. at the top right now. That makes me That's so right. happy. It actually just surpassed Deadpool. 
as yes, the number it one R-rated movie. It is the highest grossing R-rated movie ever. Yes. That makes me, granted, I wish it was something original, right. but it does make me happy that an R-rated film mm-hmm. has gotten that much attention. Yep. That makes Absolutely. me happy because it's like, okay, finally, we're we're getting on with things. And now. I'd see it a second time, General, if you want to see you it. Know, okay. Grown uh, adults are going back to the theaters. You shouted me too, man. Like, that's funny. I wanted to go. Oh, man. So this is a, a trailer that just, just dropped because I know you're a fan of Sarah Michelle. But oh, my God, she yes. The, she was in the original The Grudge. Mm-hmm. But they have a new um, The Grudge um, oh. film that's grudgier. just dropped. That's the Grudge A little grudgier. Grudgier. Uh, the trailer's pretty good. It stars um, one of my favorites, John Ch- from Harold and Kumar and Star mm-hmm. Trek and uh, oh, I think I saw yes. the bit of this trailer yeah. and I was kind of like, why are they doing this again? Betty Gilpin, no one knows. Lynn Shay, Jackie Weaver, um, they're doing it again because is it a Blumhouse production? Um, Blumhouse usually does a lot of those. Uh, Blumhouse usually does, but this is Sony Pictures Entertainment. Oh, that's bad though. Yeah. Wait, so is Sarah <laughs> Michelle Gellar making yeah. a cameo? Um, she's not in the cast, but I know you loved her in The Grudge, right? <laughs> yeah, but no, that's she's not Sarah she's Michelle Gellar. She's the, not going to be in this fourth uh, installment. Is it set in America though? Um, well, it, it follows a young detective who discovers a suburban house is cursed by a vengeful ghost. The spirit violently kills everyone that enters the home. So it's it's just the grudge by name only. Uh, despite the survive, the detective does everything in her power to save herself and protect her young son from the mm. demonic spirits. Why, that is there, why do they always have a, have a son or a daughter? Is a... <laughs> always have to have, protect their son, protect their daughter. I don't know. People uh, people like to further the human race, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess. <laughs> the original version Says of the grudge. for somebody who never wants to be a mother, right? Yeah. I don't know. I've been thinking about it a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, well, I'm kind of stuck with them now. So. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so. That's true. Once you have them, you are kind of stuck with them. Well, not necessarily. But <laughs> Speaking of uh, horror films, <laughs> The Conjuring films, um, the writers of The Conjuring films, Chad and Carrie Hayes, are developing a new horror franchise of films inspired by the stories of the haunted La Larie mansion in the French Quarter of New Orleans. Um, so that's, that's a good place to set a horror film. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We didn't, uh, what, what, the, what was it? It was the American Horror Story. They had a season. Well, the um, American Horror Story had a season there, and there was also, what was the uh, Serpent in the Rainbow? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. it's really. Wes Craven. In a long man, time. It was great. Ooh, that sounds yeah. like a good yeah. movie I haven't seen. Serpent in the Rainbow is really good. It's back when Wes Craven was really at, a, the, at his high game. Yeah. I yeah. love yeah. horror movies, yeah. too. Rest in peace, Wes Craven. Serpent it's of the Rainbow? Serpent and the Rainbow. It's yeah. about, like, voodoo. It's a voodoo zombies. Basically, the original version of zombies was you would be you would be um, paralyzed by a sort of toxin, and they would bury you alive. Yeah. And then when you would when you would pull yourself out of the grave, you would sort of be zombified in a way. That yeah. might be a movie for tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, the last time we saw Madame Lelarie is Kathy Bates portrayed a fictionalized version of uh, Madame Lelarie on American Horror Story Coven. That's right. That's and her history has been well known in popular culture, but. The Hayes brothers intend to give a deep dive into the house's history uh, in the 19th century in a more horrific modern society. So um, that's cool. Um, so um, in other movie news, um, Oscar Isaac, better known as Poe Dameron, will be in a new film called The, Cow- the Card Counter. This might be a, a movie up your uh, <laughs> alley. The Sounds car. like it's got potential. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Based on an original screenplay by Raging Bull and Taxi Driver writer. Um, taxi Driver. Yeah, Taxi yeah. Driver writer. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll see Isaac, uh, Oscar Isaac play William Tell, a gambler and former serviceman who sets out to reform a young man seeking revenge on a mutual enemy from their past. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, again, Oscar Isaac, uh, definitely a, a star on the rise. Poe Dameron, a huge role for him in the Star Wars trilogy. We'll see that in December, so we can't wait for that as well. Um, he was great in Annihilation, too. You ever see Annihilation? Ni- yes. Yeah, he was fantastic. Yes, in that. yes, yes. Natalie. Which Portman. one is that? I'm trying to think. Oh, it's the um, Alex Garland directed film, mm-hmm. and Natalie Portman's in it. Yeah. Okay. They yeah. find this weird bubble that's in this uh, place in um, Southern California. Yeah. They go into it, and, like the entire environment is being reshaped. Oh, cool. But, uh, it's it's really like an alien entity. And it's it's pretty underrated. Very underrated. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, was, I vaguely yeah. remember that movie coming out. And yeah. Then, I it, forgot about it. It, it. it so came out underrated. in theaters here and it bombed and it got released in Netflix everywhere else. Everyone mm-hmm. overseas loved it, but America just... Is it on Netflix? It, no, overseas it was on Netflix. Okay, only overseas. Okay. Yeah, they released it overseas cool. on Netflix and here it was in theaters and I was like, guys, it should have been reversed. Uh, here it should have been on Netflix because people would have watched it and been th- in theaters overseas because people would have actually paid to see it, but... Okay. Stupidly, they thought, oh, this deep, complex sci-fi movie, audiences are really <laughs> going to gravitate towards this. Yeah. No In America, yeah. No <laughs> one saw it. So it tanked, unfortunately. Oh, but it's wow. a really good film. It's on cool. Amazon Prime, I think. What's okay. it called? Annihilation? Annihilation? Annihilation. It's a trilogy of books called the Southern Reach Trilogy. Right. Well, I, sh- um, I hope I hope they uh, come out with another one, follow-up. No, no, the movie didn't make any money. <laughs> wow, and also, it's, kinda, it's written in a way where the movie ends and on a final note. The, the books are meant to be like one book. They're oh, just, okay. it's does like it three, compass it's, all three it's books? It's three parts. Yeah. Okay, the movie it's sort of like seems... inspired a lot more by the first okay. one rather than the second and third. But so. the, the it has aspects of the third, second, aspects and third of books. the second and third, but nice. mostly it's just the first book. Okay, cool. The Winter Soldier has a new movie that's Sebastian Ooh. Stan with Shailene Woodley and Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades of Grey. It's <laughs> called uh, Endings, Beginnings, and if we know about. Uh, Christian Grey, uh, we know about those endings and beginnings. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Shailene Woodley plays a 30-something woman in Los Man, is she already 30-something? God. Looks like she was just a high school age. I know. I thought she was so young. Actress in uh, the Divergent movies. Anyways, but... Uh, so whenever I think of, like, what's her name, <laughs> Abigail Breslin, I'm like, isn't she 10? <laughs> yeah. Like 20 and then you now. see Zombieland's like, Double Tap, which is fantastic, by the way. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Um, anyways... Uh, uh, Shailen Woodley's character um, navigates life over the course of one year. She meets um, Jack, who's Jamie Dornan, and and Frank, who's uh, Stan, Sebastian Stan, at a party. Um, and that's all I have. So the meet them at a party. Oh, wow. What else? Uh, hmm. <laughs> sounds really exciting, guys. Pretty open-ended at that point. <laughs> right. Um, they're going to do um, um, a biopic of Hollywood icon Elizabeth Taylor. And Oscar-winning uh, actress Rachel Weisz is said to play uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, this is from the producers of uh, The King's Speech and the writer of Slumdog Millionaire. So. I love Oscar Rachel bait. Weisz. You love Rachel Weisz? Yeah. Well, it's I, Oscar bait. It's Oscar bait. It's Oscar bait. Yes. Oscar bait, yes. Yeah. You can just call it right there. It's, like, it has it's totally a, Oscar bait. I mean, yeah, you got the producers of King's Speech. You got the writer of Slumdog Millionaire. They're both, those both films right there yeah. have won Oscars. Yeah. Uh, for Although I do like King's Speech. King's exactly. Speech, it's actually pretty good. I like Colin Firth. Um, so the film's called A Special Relationship. Um, uh, again, awards buzz around. Um, also in it is Renee Zellweger, who portrays Judy Garland. Um, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I am completely Isn't reading. that like a totally different I'm thing? I'm totally that... reading a completely different movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was very confused. We, I was like, I don't really see Renee Zellweger seconds. being a good Judy <laughs> no, Garland, no, but she, I guess we'll have to see. She is actually playing Judy Garland in a Judy Garland movie, I think. 
But like, I didn't know Judy Garland had a I'm lot sorry, of interactions that, that, that called Judy Taylor. I, I take yeah, that back. Yeah. Renee Zellweger's portrayal of Judy Garland in the film Judy continues to grow, but the special relationship is another, mm. again, Oscar buzzworthy movie. Sorry, I read that incorrectly. Um, but um, <clears throat> a special relation will examine the um, the star's role in the fight against AIDS and how much it personally meant to her. Um, okay. So it should be pretty cool. Um, we'll have to see. Um, they're doing another version of A Christmas Carol uh, with Disney. Uh, Bill Condon will be developing a musical version of Christmas Carol. Mm. Oh, um, cool. Which will be you remember, you remember, you remember back yeah. in the day. Yeah. When there is a musical version. It's called uh, A Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. There you go. And you I'd remember, rather watch that. Well, do you remember back in the day how uh-huh. literally every sitcom ever made had a Christmas this Carol, Carol type episode? episode yeah. Right. Yeah. But you know, it's such a timeless classic. You got to admit, <laughs> right, guys, but it's but a good story. Dude, the Flash has Christmas episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Flash had a musical episode. Yes, they did. That was a good episode. Yeah. That was really good. That was good. <laughs> I love it. But Obviously, um, a throwback to uh, Grant Gustin's days on Glee. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. And of course, Supergirl was on Glee, too. Also, yeah. oh, Buffy right. Vampire yeah, Slayer was. had the yeah, musical yeah. episode, which won some Emmys. Buffy, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this was, so the difference of this one, uh, of course, it's a musical, but it's going to be told from the point of view of Jacob Marley instead. So, which one is Jacob Marley? Marley is Ebenezer Scrooge's deceased business partner. Oh, so the guy with the chains. And he's yeah. he's like the, I guess, yeah, the, um, you're exactly. He warns Scrooge that he'll be visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. So a character that's only in there for one scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, good Great. luck. I like Bill Condon. You know, I like, right. I like his movies. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's done, uh, he's r- well, written Gods I mean, and Monsters. Yeah. You can um, do a lot with that. You didn't he direct, actually... uh, what was that movie, Kinsey? Didn't you direct that as he, well? He, he, did, he actually uh, directed the last two Twilight films. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he directed Dreamgirls. Uh, oh, okay. He directed yeah. the movie adaptation of Chicago. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. dope. That was awesome. And the Beauty and the Beast uh, remake. The Disney, the Disney remake. He directed I don't really well. think we needed a remake. I felt like the remaking that movie made it less as good. I like the live action version. All of the live action Ow, Disney movies. Oh, then go see it on ice. You know? All the live action versions of these Disney I movies. Yeah, it totally destroys like the magic of it. I wouldn't say destroys. The reason those movies, the original movies are so impactful is because of the fact that they are animated. Mm-hmm. It's like trying yeah. to do live action anime. It doesn't yeah. look good. It, it does, doesn't, that doesn't work. It never Not works. even just that. Didn't like what was up with that little <laughs> new number no, Alita, that the Battle Beast Angel? sang? Oh, Battle Angel, yeah. yeah. Alita I, Battle Angel, okay, well. Where they, she had those gigantic, the big, really the, weird It's anime eyes. Anime eyes. It's, yeah, anime. Yeah, okay. it's, that's what a human it's being so would look like with anime eyes. It's fucking creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And your, also what, what I was going to say is what was up with that new number in the Beauty and the Beast live action thing? Because it was not doing anybody any favors. Okay? Uh, Does anybody even remember how how it goes? I don't remember no. any of the music. No. Because it was terrible. It was a <laughs> terrible remember, song. You remember right. Be Our Guest. <laughs> yeah, the only positive thing I can say about it is I Be like Our Guest. I like the guy that played the Beast, Dan Stevens. He was yeah. in one of my favorite movies called The Guest. There you go. Yeah, which is, by the way, a Halloween movie. That's a, that's a required viewing for Halloween. There you go. Since this is the Halloween episode, of course. Yes. But, is that the uh, one where they get that present and they're like, who's it from? No, that's The Gift. Oh, okay. I was like, that the one wasn't is, my the favorite. The Guest is Dan Stevens plays a military guy who comes mm-hmm. home, and um, he's a friend of the of um, this guy. and 
um, who comes home and says that his friend got killed in action, and this is a, this guy's family. And so he's kind of ingra- integrates himself into this family's life. Turns out he's not who you think he is. And Ooh, it, I love movies like that. It really gets <laughs> weird after a while. Oh, I weird. love movies yeah. like that. Okay, cool. Just look up, look up on YouTube the bar scene, and you'll be hooked. <laughs> All right, I'm definitely down, except I'm also gl- really relieved it's not The Gift, because I, I did watch that movie, and yeah. it was is, very painful. Is that mm-hmm. the one with um, James Marston? No, it's uh, Jason Bateman and um, Rebecca Ferguson. And um, I can't... Um, I can't remember the guy, the other guy in the movie, but um, yeah. Vince, Vince, Vincent D'Onofrio, I think. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, D'Onofrio. So what is the movie with? There's one with James Marston and um, Frank Langella. I thought that was the. Yeah, yeah, well. No idea. (laughs) (laughs) So anyone excited about Terminator: Dark Fate? Yes, actually, I am very excited about it. I love when Sarah Connor. I love all the ones with Sarah Connor. And yes, I did notice that that it was the original Sarah Connor. Sorry, so it's it's also a callback to Beauty and the Beast because she was on this like Beauty and the Beast TV show in the eighties. Holy hell, that's crazy! I'm only going to see it because the Bloodshot trailer is right before it. Ah, come on now! I am going to see it because. That uh, bloodshot trailer on the Play Street Sky was Net. awesome, and Terminator was okay too. Well, you never know. <laughs> so, <this> Terminator, <laughs> Terminator was so. There's a lot oh of God, buzz about that. I like the first two. James Cameron's okay, coming well, back, guys. Good. James Cameron's like coming back. So I say I like the first one more than the second one, but you know. <laughs> I like the Wait, second one more the, than the first. A lot of people say that. James Cameron. A lot of voices talking at the same time. Got to get on the same page. Yeah. Um, go ahead, General. That this new term, the what's the name of the new Terminator movie? Dark Terminator Fate. Dark Fate. Dark Fate. Yes. That's not James Cameron. It he's coming made, back. He's yeah. producing it, he's producing but Tim it. Miller is directing. Yeah, it. Okay. that's what I thought. I was like, yeah, they they'd have made him much he's bigger exec- deal. He's executive producer. What but yes. happened was the Tim rights Miller. changed hands. What happened was, um, I think it was was it Sony that had the rights to. Terminator for a long time. Well, Paramount Pictures uh, was Paramount. Yeah, they're yeah, doing yeah, this, and, but, uh, and James Cam- basically the rights lapsed, and they were in the in the original contract. They went back to James Cameron, right. and James Cameron says, "I have the rights to this franchise. Let's start a new version yeah. of this franchise." Yep. And so, so new- it's meant to restart a new trilogy, and they just ignore everything from three Salvation and Genesis. They ignore all that crap. Wow, so it's not even canon. It's not even none of those are canon now. The it's only ones one that are two. canon are one and two and Dark Fate. Right. Dark Fate is technically the third film. Wow, that's crazy. They just said screw it. These other ones are terrible. And Genesis is garbage. Three. Oh my God, yes. Rise of the Machines and Genesis. You're yeah. saying ignore this. Salvation is is out. Um, uh, Genesis is out and uh, Rise of the Machines is out. Wow. Yeah. So they actually had to cancel Monday's premiere this past Monday because of the wildfires um, oh, through yeah. the west side of L.A. Um, active fires are being battled in the area. <coughs> uh, they have uh, decided to cancel the LA premiere of Terminator Dark Fate. And uh, um, yeah. climate change. Speaking is the of that, um, Brian and I actually saw something very bizarre while we were in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, you, it is now legal for you to take home your roadkill and eat it. Oh. In California. It is oh. also legal for well, um, certain restaurants hunting. to. <laughs> Bring there to prepare and serve roadkill. 
I mean, this is good in the apocalypse. In the event of apocalypse, so why it's not the, the apocalypse yet. Right. Okay. The apocalypse. Okay. I, I, well, you know, you know the whole reason for well, the law. besides one of, a few towns in Nevada, besides a few towns in Nevada, it kind of does look like the apocalypse. Yeah. General. <laughs> one, of the, one of the big reasons for that law, and mm. this is a fun little bit of trivia, because yeah. in yeah. in Texas and in New Mexico and like Arkansas, like right. areas like that, you know, where there's lots of armadillos. Armadillos? Armadillos are like, um, they get, you know, they get hit by cars a lot. They get hit by cars a lot. And they also happen to be one of the only animals in the world that are carriers of leprosy. Oh, <laughs> and wow. So, oh, and so, like, people would, uh, people would get these armadillos and they would mm. kill them and then they'd eat them and then their body parts would start falling lepers, off. Lepers, huh? So wait, so why is it okay to eat your roadkill now? I don't know. It's just, uh, I just remember that whole thing. Because <laughs> you know those armadillos be crawling in the road all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Hillbillies. And now there's going to be all these people eating all them uh, armadillos. <laughs> armadillos. Uh, <laughs> so expect Terminator Dark Fate to rule the box office next weekend. Of course, it comes out this Thursday, technically, even though they say Friday. Mm. But The Joker, again, still the number one movie. Uh, coming up, number two, uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Uh, <laughs> I forgot that even came out. Yeah, I, I know, right? I think everybody did. I actually. never even saw the first one because I was like, who cares about the witch's story? Aww. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Addams Family, number three. Zombieland, Double Tap, which I love, by the way. Make sure you see Better that one. Better than the first one? So jealous. Um, I need to rewatch the first one because I think I only saw part of it on TV. So I need to rewatch okay. it. What? Do you I want know, to go see the second one without fully seeing the first? Oh, not fully. I did. I did see it, but it was close to when it came out. It was like ten years ago when the first. Yeah. Came out. Oh yeah. I haven't true. seen it since it first came out. So I there don't know, you go. Uh, Those things you can forget about, right? Yeah. And it's easy to forget about. So. Um, and it then, is. It is funny that Jesse Eisberg does make a, a comment of like no more Facebook status updates in Zombieland, and then he went on to play uh, Mark Zuckerberg. There in the you Facebook go. See movie. In that, in the Facebook movie. That's a good tie-in. Yeah. That's an interesting, funny thing. Yeah. Um, and Countdown, number five movie, um, the horror thrill, thriller film. And moving on to television, guys. <laughs> so the Game of Thrones prequel starring Naomi Watts has been scrapped by HBO. Can you believe this, guys? So apparently it sucked. Apparently they didn't like it. Did they shoot Ooh. a pilot? They mm. shot a full pilot starring Naomi Watts, and this was with George R. Martin, George R. R. Martin, and Kingsman screenwriter Jane Goldman set thousands of years before the original Game of Thrones series, hmm. and um, had a really, you know. Really good cast. I mean, not too many like household names, but George R. R. is losing it. But Naomi Watts uh, obviously is a household name. But apparently, um, well, think about you know when Game of Thrones first came out, how many mm-hmm. of those guys were household names? Right, and they Sean all became. Bean, I guess they all became household names. Yes, yeah. and Sean yeah. Bean, you know, what happens so, to Ned Stark? That show what's... made a lot of people's careers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what's sad about them canceling this is that I mean. It's great, but then they had a second prequel that is now going to be green, greenlit because of it. Yeah. The secret, uh, the second prequel series is called House of Dragon. So this one they're already liking more yeah. than this other uh, prequel series. So it's about the Targaryens. It's about yeah. the Targaryens. That's right. It's called House of the, the Dragon. Because the Targaryens mm. are interesting AF. Mm. And instead of thousands of years, this will be only 300 years. Yeah. Before the events of Game of Thrones. Well, there's so there's th- that universe mm-hmm. is is you can mine that forever. Right. Like there's so much to it. And there's like tons of side stories. And there's right. tons of characters, and there's like you don't have to just follow the main narrative. You can follow right. 
tons of other things exactly. within that universe, and you can live off of yeah. that forever. That's what they're doing with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not for much That's longer. That's what they're going to so, do with Game of Thrones. Mm. So this uh, House of Dragons, uh, will it's co-created by George R.R. and Colony co-creator Ryan Condal. Hmm. It'll be a 10-episode spinoff. And so this one is officially greenlit. They like this. I guess they liked it better than the prequel. Hmm. I guess the script, because they haven't even shot the pilot yet of this one. So... Now we're going to be a little more delayed to see Game of Thrones back on the... That sounds really bad. So they they would prefer to... Greenlit a... a gr- they greenlit a show, a, a script. Yes. And canceled what the they already filmed. One pilot, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> They'll probably... That must have been really bad. Yeah. Like... That's what I'm thinking. It, George R. R. What are you doing? Like, what, uh, apparently what can not we do writing his books. You, yeah, like, well, what can yeah. we do to get you back on the horse, man? Like, it does not sound like you're doing very good. Yeah. And I think it all started with that last episode of GOC. Mm. Well, I heard the first pilot of Game because they reshot the first episode. Of the pilot. I heard the first pilot was bad of huh. Game of Thrones, and they had, that. and that was a, the, another actress playing uh, Daenerys. Um, for that first episode, they, they reshot that entire uh, episode. Oh, that's how, the first episode of Buffy. Um, the pilot was really bad, and that, did that it have didn't have Allison Sarah Hannigan. Michelle Geller? Yes, it did, but oh, it didn't okay. have Allison Hannigan playing Willow. Oh, huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, I watched it. <laughs> of course, I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> um, other HBO news: um, The Deuce uh, is ending. Uh, the Deuce, uh, actually, their series finale um, drew 412,000 viewers across all HBO platforms. Ouch. Yeah. Um, that's normal for a David Simon show. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty good for the, uh, for um, for yeah. a David Simon show, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, the series finales uh, reached a season high in v- digital viewing, and uh, as you know... Um, I guess they decided to finish off the series as they wanted to in three seasons. Yeah. Um, they did the same thing with Tremaine. Yeah. Where they, the last season was only five episodes. Where right. It was like, yeah, we'll wrap it up, get out of here. Wrap it up. And it ha- I'm wondering if it has to do with any of uh, James Franco's inappropriate conduct, <laughs> alleged inappropriate conduct by five women that were his students at his acting school when <laughs> he made them take their tops off and do like, yeah, yeah really like sexually like, um, you know, suggestive situations, so to speak. Um, <sighs> but you know what? They still kept uh, Franco on the project. They still finished up the series. So, um, But now HBO wants to do something bigger than HBO. They want to do HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Does anyone know about HBO Max? So this is the streaming HBO. It's going to be bigger than HBO Go um, because it's going to have a lot more content, like Warner yeah. Brothers content and all kinds of content. I've heard that the DC Online stuff, they're canceling DC Online and they're moving exactly. all that stuff to HBO Max. Exactly. Like, that's part of the reason that Swamp Thing got canned is that yep. they, they wanted to move it over to HBO Max and the, the original creators didn't want to do that, so they just said, mm-hmm. well, cancel the show. So it has all the original HBO stuff. It's going to have yeah. all the H- original HBO <coughs> stuff. Which is, all, which is already on HBO Go. And it's what, what's HBO. the other, so what's here's the other some HBO of the things, thing? HBO, HBO Now. now? Yeah. yeah. It, I they so just charge H- extra. H- yeah. yeah, HBO Go and HBO Now. One is um, just the streaming and one is well, one is for the cable. Right, yeah. right, right. right. Yeah, I use my uh, my um, 
in-laws uh, HBO Go account. Password. There you go. Log <laughs> <So, laughs> on TV. Yeah. yeah. So, so what can you, you expect from HBO Max uh, in addition to HBO? Here we are. So as you know, my costume is Rick and Morty, guys, or Rick Sanchez. We figured that out. Rick and Morty is the latest show hopping over to HBO Max. All oh, really? previous, yep, all previous episodes or seasons will be... Uh, on HBO Max, of course, the new episodes will be on Adult Swim first before HBO Max. Oh, okay. But they will be they will stream all seasons of Rick and Morty. Oh, That's so huge. so so they're doing the same thing like they did with Sesame Street that yeah. HBO did with Sesame Street. Well, Sesame Street's already HBO property. Yeah. Well, yes. yeah, but what I mean is mm-hmm. like they because well, uh, they though? they still show it on public television. Yeah. yeah. Um, another big one is um. DC, um, like you alluded to, DC Project. Greg Berlanti, who oh, who produced yeah. Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Titans, and Doom Patrol, has two new projects for HBO Max. It's called Strange Adventures mm-hmm. and a Green Lantern-inspired series. I'm excited mm. by the Green yes. Lantern Yes, isn't yeah. that great? Um, I think they tried I'm to... a little worried just because the Green Lanterns before were so bad. Well, there was one Green Lantern movie. That was one, just a movie. Was well, awful. they've they've been they I think that so, one point they learned for the mistakes. They were talking about putting Green Lantern into Crisis on Infinite Earths. Part of that is like I think um in the CW universe. In the CW universe, right? What's the character? What's the guy that played John Diggle? John Stewart. Well, yeah, John, John Diggle. Diggle. They're gonna yeah. try they, they, to they rework did. him to be a Green Lantern. Yeah, they that. did have like this offhand um, mention right. in um, the Elseworlds uh, yeah episode right. yeah. where like um. John Wesley Ship was mm-hmm. playing his version of the Flash, and he, yep. and he saw John Diggle, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't recognize you without your ring." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm sure they'll fit it. In. Yeah, they've put every other character besides Batman on those shows. I mean, oh, and they're they're actually going to have Batman on. But the, they couldn't because of rights issues. No, well, they have that Batwoman show. Yeah, yeah, they're that Batwoman. Constantly talking about I don't Batman think on that th- show. Can he oh, yeah. show up though? I well, don't I've heard. I, I didn't think Superman could show up in Supergirl. And he finally, but he they finally put. Now but they had a doing... different Superman. Yeah. They actually have a Superman that acts like Superman, unlike the Man mm-hmm. of Steel version of Superman. No, they, they <laughs> didn't like have... I do, I do have news in that a little later <laughs> here on the Superman. But uh, Strange Adventures, another DC project for uh, HBO Max, is a DC, who, DC superhero anthology series produced by Berlani, which will feature characters from DC canon. It's a one-hour drama. We'll explore close-ended morality tales about the intersecting lives of mortals and superhumans. Hmm. So that actually sounds like it could be interesting. An anthology style, done, yeah. If it's done like uh, there was this mm-hmm. really, I mean, this is a Marvel Marvel title, but it was mm-hmm. uh, there was this really famous Marvel um, miniseries called uh, Marvels. Yeah. Which was about like regular people, like how they deal with superheroes. Oh, yeah. That's was basically that, what um, I try to yes. tell people. That's what Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is not about Buffy about vampires it's about <laughs> how the characters and how she deals with her being Buffy the Vampire Slayer right. yeah yeah. Um, of and yeah, yeah it's about how they deal with her being a superhero Right. Well, I can go. still find these things relevant, guys. <laughs> and, and Marvels was intended to be like how the uh, the common man sees the superheroes. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> have you ever read the uh, the inverse of that called Ruins? Yeah, I have. Oh my god, it's written that's great. by Warren Ellis. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Crashing superheroes. Spider Man gets bit by a radioactive spider and he dies of cancer in an alleyway. Yeah. The the Hulk gets hit by a gamma bomb and turns into a giant cancerous tumor. Jedi, you have someone comparable with comic book. Yeah, I guess astronomers. 
astronomers see a giant floating body on the distant part of the galaxy, and it's Galactus' dead body, and everyone um, reports on the news, God is dead, like half the human race commits suicide. Oh, my God. <laughs> you remember it a lot more clearly than I do. Because I really, really like that book. <laughs> but really? it's, um, I remember but yeah. somebody said to, uh, that uh, one of Warren Ellis' fans said they had to get that out of his house because his house Basically. felt unclean. <laughs> <laughs> so this is big. South Park will also be on HBO Max. Oh, my God. They paid wow. $500 million. Jesus. For the rights to have South Park, all seasons of South Park stream on HBO Max, guys. It's Here, crazy. This is what insane. What company? Well, hang on. Like, Hulu has Everything. all of this stuff, though. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to happen. Hulu has Rick and Morty. Hulu has South yeah, Park. So like, are they, how it, can they double dip? Does this mean dip? that Hulu is going out of business? I'm, I'm, that's a very good question. I didn't know that they could be... I thought they could be on their Netflix show, and then they can be on one streaming platform. Yeah. I didn't think they could be on multiple streaming platforms. Yeah. It's like, but then again, American Horror Story is both on Amazon Prime and Netflix. So. There's a lot of stuff that's I don't on know. both Amazon is Prime it, is it, Okay, there's stuff that's on both? Okay. Well, so maybe not like, like the original programming but yeah. a lot of other stuff and like, I know Star uh, Trek shows okay. up in both like Amazon Prime and also so on there's Netflix. no contractual yeah you know, well things. it depends on the contracts you okay yeah. sign but right. it's like uh, but I, I'm pretty sure it's possible like right I do wonder though like uh, so there so is um, HBO is owned by AT&T right well, AT&T has been has been folded into CBS hasn't it right. Um, wow, that, those are mergers that I am not, do not have the answers to. Okay, okay. Well, HBO, HBO is owned by another corporate entity. Yeah, I by, thought that. Uh, well, HBO, HBO is owned by Warner Brothers. War, oh, HBO they're, owned by, they're Warner owned by Warner. And Warner Brothers. So will Warner be Brothers absorbed. also has uh, also has. Yeah, and this is why this is why Watchmen is on HBO yeah. because HBO is owned by, yeah. by Warner, and Warner Brothers. Yeah, Warner Brothers has DC. There comics. you go. Yeah, but but they also have Cartoon Network. Yeah. you won't see anything DC on. Oh no, no, Cartoon Network's owned by. Yeah, the only the, you do well, no, the Flash and all that. Oh yeah, yeah, stuff, all the CW stuff. All the right. CW stuff, but I'm pretty sure eventually that's the, all going to go away. Oh wow! Once you think? um uh HBO Max gets going, probably. You, I wouldn't say, be similar to the Marvel shows on Netflix. I'm pretty it? sure that's what's going to happen. Wow! Like, all the Marvel shows are going to go away, and what I'm pretty sure. Will they move or just go away? Yeah. You think? What the hell will CW do? That's like. Uh, but do you think they'll shift networks, or do you think they'll just end like Marvel did to Punisher and Daredevil? The, the CW universe is so popular; okay. it's like they'll never cancel any of them. So the future of all those Marvel shows on Netflix. What's your prediction on that? Oh, the, those are gone. Those yeah. are completely yeah. gone. Yeah, 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 those, those are, are gone. gone. But, they, but they're trying but to revive um, Daredevil. Daredevil I, is. Uh, I mean, there's all sorts of. I'm sure rumors. those characters will interact, but yeah. I don't think they're ever going to revive them because let's let's face facts here. How many of those shows were actually really good? Daredevil Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Daredevil. I love the first season. I love the first Cage. season of Daredevil. The first uh-huh. half of the second season of Daredevil is really good. First season of Jessica Jones is okay. No. Uh, first season uh, of Jessica Jones. First season Jones. of Jessica Jones. I thought Jones the writing really was good. really bad. Oh, and here's the biggest problem with those shows the episode orders are too long. They have five episodes of story, we have 13 episodes. Pad the shit out of it. Yeah, that um, is what most of. And the then first, we don't even talk about Iron Fist. Fuck Iron Fist. Oh yeah. God, that was second just, season I of Iron Fist at <laughs> all with, with Iron Fist. Um, I would say Daredevil. I thought the last season was really, really good. Okay. Um, I didn't even watch the third season of Daredevil. It was it made up for the there, the end care. of the second season because yeah. I felt that way. I actually fell off and stopped watching it. I don't know if you oh. remember Al, but I fell off and stopped watching it and hadn't seen the se- yeah. the rest of the second season because it's just. 
I don't even know where it was the going. The electro stuff is terrible. Yeah. It is and terrible. Here's a fun project. Yeah, that and uh, I ended up going back to watch it because I heard the third season was so good. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, I agree. It was definitely, it was it was a masterpiece, mm, I think. Nice. Also, HBO Max, another D- DC project by Elizabeth Banks, of all people. Can you believe this? What? Banks is going to executive produce DC Superhero High. I feel like it's going to be really good. Which follows a group of students experiencing the fun and drama of, of adolescence at a boarding school for gifted kids. Sounds so familiar? it's that movie Sky High? Like um, X-Men? Yeah, like the X-Men, like the first class, yeah. Hmm. They're trying to navigate the pressures of high school, but none of them realize that someday they will become legendary DC superheroes. Oh, so it's really like, like young like versions of those characters. They, they've, done that, they've done that so many times. In a I don't like things, the teen origin yeah. stories. I mean, it's yeah. going to be, it happens to be that Bruce Wayne and Kyle L go to the same high school. Yeah. yeah. And, and both their moms are named Martha. Martha. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's what they're good. Yeah, yeah. They've, Your I mean, mom's named Martha? My mom's named Martha. Hey, mm-hmm. we should hang out. <laughs> yep, they got to be strong with this marketing for HBO Max. They also announced yeah. shows moving to HBO Max. One is Raised by Wolves. It, it's going to be moved from TNT to HBO Max. This is Ridley Scott's up, up, upcoming sci-fi series. Um, it's about two androids tasked with raising human children on a mysterious virgin planet. Um, sounds pretty cool. I like the premise. Huh. Um, but yeah, they decided to move this, uh, just say F it, TNT. They're going to go... HBO Max, which they're honestly they probably they gonna be a lot bigger. More. You yeah, can they do can do more. more. Like, they can do more. Yeah. Standard television just is is it's, yeah, it's dying off. It's dying breed, man. It yeah, really it's is. dying off. But there's um, still people that will watch every episode of Law and Order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love there's Law and Order. Still you people that watch Order? every yeah, episode. So good. <laughs> yeah, Sabrina's a Law and Order. Uh, I love it. Okay. I can't do the marathons. Those are literally like torture you can to only, me. You can only one. You you don't have to watch every episode. You can watch one episode and be into it. I know, and, but it's, no, it's, it's I all do though. Yeah. If they do the marathons, yeah. because if they start it, mm-hmm. and they do those marathons where they start it during the when the credits are running, so you can't escape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like an endless loop. Yes, and. It's like you can't escape. Like if I see the beginning, I need to see the whole episode. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. They freaking grab you. I don't yeah. Know. It's an endless. Exactly. It's endless, yeah. So it's those marathons are literally like torture. That's probably what I would do to somebody if I wanted to torture them is yeah. be like, watch know, 50 hours you of know Law who did and Order. It. <laughs> yeah, I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to know. Yeah. Like there are episodes where I didn't end up finding out who did it and they still haunt me. Mm-hmm. Like Because you, you forgot to watch the yeah, rest of because it, right? I No, no, no. Because like, you yeah, mean, I couldn't. I had to go somewhere or I fell asleep or like You didn't get closure for that? Yeah, I didn't get closure and I Imagine <laughs> being a Twin Peaks fan and having to wait 25 years for the goddamn ending of your show. There you go. Oh, okay, imagine rough, that. Yeah, bro. That's a long time. Oh, yeah. I like that rough. third season, though. <laughs> Everyone hated it. I loved it. <laughs> also, happy. HBO Max, guys, for $14.99 a month, that's the price. It's, it launches on May 2020. Of course, here's what else you can see. Nothing I want to see on HBO Max. On HBO Max. Except for maybe season two. Friends. Wire. Oh, Friends great. is moving from Netflix to HBO Max, guys. Thank God! Euphoria. <laughs> season two of Euphoria. Friends that's the only is thing I would like one of the biggest money makers yes, of all time. Of all time. Oh, hell and it's yeah. like, it, it, it astounds me how popular mm-hmm. it still is. Because it's Because so, it's a good show. Well, it's a, it was a show. Netflix I, has got to be. I loved that show when it was out, but it has dated. It has not aged It well. is the most yeah. 90s. Show ever. <laughs> yeah. 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 But the fact people still love it and want to watch it, and I know Netflix is upset they lost it, but also Big Bang Theory, another uh, popular sci- um, It's so weird that sitcom. all these like network sitcoms are on, are H- on, H- are on, yeah. on HBO, HBO type thing. Max. 
The West Wing, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, <laughs> Pretty Little Liars. So basically, they don't have any new shows. They just want to take all the shows no, from our generation because they're running out no, of there's ideas. New stuff. No, there's new there's stuff. I'm just getting to it. Okay. Um, all right. Um, new Sounds sh- like Nick at Night to me, but what? Uh, go ahead. So new shows, original content. Okay. So this won't be on HBO. This won't only on HBO Max. Uh, Dune, The Sisterhood, which is an adaptation of Brian Herbert and Kevin Anderson's book based in a world created by um, the, the Dune universe. Um, oh, is it about the the Benny Gesserit sisterhoods? I'm not sure about that. Okay, but I've read Dune, so. Yeah, there uh, you go. That's <laughs> terribly interesting. Yeah, yeah there's Continue. the uh, the sister, the, sister, the Benny Gesserit. They're basically like the breeding vessels of like they're okay. sort of like the priests or the yeah you know, or the of the um nice you know of that universe. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, that um, sounds terribly interesting. <laughs> it's kind of like Handmaid's Tale set in the year forty thousand. Wow. That's kind of what the Dune universe. Is. I love it. And uh, Tokyo Vice, uh, based on Jake Adelstein's nonfiction account of the Tokyo Metropolitan Police. Hmm. Ansel Elgert has been attached to that. Kelly Cuoco will be attached to The Flight Attendant, a one-hour thriller. None of these shows sound interesting. Well, hold on. A one-hour thriller based on the novel by Chris Bohalian. How about this one, Sabe? Yeah. Love Life, a 10-episode, half-hour romantic comedy starring Anna Kendrick, one of my favorites ever. <laughs> Who will also executive produce along with Paul Feig? Um, hmm. No, not no. Feeling, okay. How about Station Eleven, a post-apocalyptic limited series based on Emily St. John Mandel's bestseller, warmer. adapted by uh, Patrick Somerville. Um, how about Gremlins, an animated oh, series? Oh, I could definitely Anim- do that. Okay. Animated, animated series from that um, cool. Warner Brothers Animation. Is it actually like a continuation of like Gizmo and Stripe and all that? Um, I'm not sure if it's a continuation or not. I think it might be an origin story. I'm not sure. Oh, oh it, yeah, the was it Secrets of the Mogwai? Yeah, but it's, it, it is, but it's yeah. in that Gremlins universe, and it will be animated. As, as yeah. yeah, which I'm is st- crazy. Gremlins Two is such an underrated movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than the first one. I, I agree. Yeah. I better agree too. I like I like the second one. <laughs> you know what's one funny? Than the first. Yeah. The, the, who's the guy that runs the building? What's the guy's name? John Glover. What's the character's name? I can't remember. Clamp. Clamp, that's right. Yeah. He is based on Donald Trump. Of course he is. He is so Donald Trump. And they even have a deleted scene where they say, Clay, uh, Clamp would be an excellent president. Oh, God. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the third movie. Oh, my God. There's Gremlins so in many. the White House. That would be the third Gremlins movie. Make it happen. There, there's still a, another it's already happening. Of, of, of projects for HBO. They're, they're going full force, guys. Well, they're, like, they're doing how many of those are actually going to move forward to series? Oh, let's though? see. Gossip Girl, a sequel series to the CW Gossip Girl, uh, eight years after the original finale. Jesus. Oh, that um, sounds interesting. You like that one? No. The Boondocks, HBO Max two-season revival from the original series creator. Oh. <coughs> yeah, <coughs> man. Boondocks, all right, okay. Yeah. Um, Generation, Lena Dunham produced series, follows a group of high school students whose exploration of modern sexuality tests deeply. Wait, did you say Lena Dunham? Life. Yes. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she's From pissed girls. off everybody. <laughs> Nobody uh, liked her character in that other yeah. in girls. girls. Yeah. She was the worst character, and she was the main character. <laughs> the only uh, funny thing that came out of that show for me was the uh, sequence of Adam Driver banging on the radio right. when finally no, the, the Imperial March comes was, on. My favorite was when she redid that she mm-hmm. that song mm-hmm. and they made a music video. Um, I that aspect of the show is amazing because everybody yeah. was so disturbed by it. <laughs> <laughs> There's guys, this is just the tip of the iceberg of the content. Of course, are they doing gonna, a new season of Doom Patrol? 
Or You're also going to see all the... Yes, uh, I believe season two is already in production. Um, okay. So they haven't officially announced that DC um, Universe will be ending yet, have mm. they? But no. I, but you have you you believe that DCEU uh, like universe no will end? No one's buying it. No one is buying it. No one's buying it. It's because of, their movies aren't as good as the Marvel ones. And it's, it's no, a, no, no. The, 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 well, the, well, Doom the original Patrol is series. fantastic. I really like Doom Patrol because I like the books. Because right. it's like it's. I've always thought that DC is better when it's weird. For me, like agreed. Yeah, like the the weird stuff. Although, did like, you like the Gerard Way, the newer Gerard Way stuff? Yeah, that was good. I liked it's it It's a too. continuation of the Grant Morrison stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, it felt it felt mm-hmm. like you know. Having to pick up the pieces and having to fix the entire universe through, yeah. through use of the. Doom I have Patrol. yet to see Doom Patrol. Have you seen it, General? I have not. I would I love never, to see I it. Never it's also nice to see Brendan Fraser back in. I might have to just get the old school way and watch DVD because I I don't want to subscribe to that. And if I do HBO Max, which hopefully will be a part of my cable package, if it is, then you know it it's going to be, be part of your cable package though. I don't think so. I think HBO Max is separate, and, and I yeah. probably have to purchase you, it. Separately, you can just yeah. watch it on your on your laptop. It's, it's you can watch it separately from cable package i think okay yeah so like so. it's kind of like cbs all access I, yeah. which I everybody been. also abandoned <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah everybody dropped that. like that everyone signed up for one show star trek what, discovery and then was there, was there everyone. anything else on there besides star trek uh there was twilight zone oh yeah with with um, uh jordan peele jordan peele i've, I've yeah. heard it's only okay and i know sabrina you're really excited about the nevers which is Joss Whedon's new science fiction series starring Laura Donnelly. That's going to be on HBO. It's actually going to be on regular HBO, but will also be on HBO Max. So they're going to, you're going to get a lot of oh HBO no, content. I don't have HBO. How'd you watch Game of Thrones? Huh? I had HBO. You got I rid no of longer it. have HBO. You got rid of, okay. Well, yeah, because once well, Game of Thrones gonna... was over, I was like, I don't need this life well, anymore. You're gonna, if you're going to watch Joss Whedon's new show, The Nevers, then you're going to have to. I'm sorry. I will. You know I'm <laughs> going to. You know well. I am going to. And yes, thank you for your apologies. <laughs> Other shows on HBO, The Plot Against America, um, The Mayor of Easttown, which is going to be filmed. Uh, in um, Pennsylvania, which is in production now with Kate Winslet, and I just started to see the casting notices for that one, mm-hmm. so I'll probably be uh, working on that. Um, but yeah, that's going to be shooting in PA, and that will be a part of HBO as well. But lots of stuff on HBO Max, of course, now competing really. Netflix has their work cut out for them because they've lost yeah. some properties. They have now Apple TV, they have HBO Max, Amazon Prime, so there's a lot of streaming services that are yeah. just producing crazy content and nobody has all the time to watch all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. but Netflix crazy. is really killing it though. They well, really do kill their Netflix streaming news. time. Hey, Hulu is still doing okay. Content. They got letter Kenny. They're going to do yeah. all right. <laughs> Netflix has renewed Katie Sackhoff's uh, Another Life, the sci-fi series by Battlestar Oh, it did get renewed. Yeah. Even though it's the worst show ever made. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I watched. I the felt p- so bad for Katie Sackhoff. I, I'm like, you really are I watched trying. the first couple episodes, yeah. yeah I like, have to agree with you, man. It's not good. It's so poorly written. Yeah. But it's back for season two nonetheless. Apparently yeah. it had enough viewers. Okay. Um, so that's cool. Um, also, V Wars in Sommerhalder will be coming to Netflix in December. Hmm. So this will be another vampire series. If you're a fan of the Vampire Diaries, um, Ian Sommerhalder is returning. Um, I fell a, off the Vampire Diaries to in a the similar last season. to a very similar genre, but in V Wars, um, which some production stills have been released already. Um, Netflix also doing the feature film market. Andrew Garfield. We'll star in Lynn Manuel's Miranda's uh, Tick Tick Boom for Netflix. Hmm. Uh, Netflix actually won the movie rights to Tick Tick Boom. 
Um, also, Amy Poehler um, has added a feature for Netflix uh, called Moxie and has added Patrick Schwarzenegger uh, to huh. the cast, um, nice. who's Arnold's son, Ugh. who is uh, getting more and more uh, work as an actor. So following his dad's footsteps, which is pretty cool. Um, and of course, Apple TV. I got to be a part of a really cool Apple TV event this past Sunday in New York for the morning show. Hmm. This is um, Jennifer Aniston's return to television for Apple series, along with uh, Reese Witherspoon and um, uh, Mark Duplass. Yeah, those, ad- oh, uh, those yeah. ads for that are everywhere, right? So, yes, you've seen ads everywhere. You think you know me, but you don't. So I got to see, I got the pleasure to see the premiere episode before everybody else. And I must say, it did take a lot of things from the Me Too movement, similar you know, themes with Matt Lauer because he was a newscaster. Um, Steve Carell plays the newscaster that was fired for the network, and it's just the repercussions of that. Jennifer Aston plays his um, broadcasting um, colleague mm. and is distraught by his exit. And, so um, it's a drama. It's not it's a comedy. A, it's a drama with some comedy. It has some comedy elements to it as well, I have to yeah. admit. Um, because, you know, Jenna Aniston is, is great at the comedy stuff, you know. Mm. Um, they had a nice Q&A, and they had a nice reception Unfortunately, Reese and Jennifer Aniston did not show up to the reception, and I'm kind of, kind of salty about that because I wanted to meet them and talk with them. But did um, you meet Steve Carell? Uh, Was he there? Steve wasn't actually there at all. But um, Mark Duplass, Janina Gavankar, and the rest of the cast were there. So. Mark Duplass, yeah. Like Mark Duplass is a really cool guy. They make some good movies, too. And, 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 that, yeah. and that show on HBO, Room 104, yep. excellent show. Yeah. You ever watch the, uh, what is it, the Creep movies? You ever watch those? No, it's, it's are the Duplasses yeah, involved? One in that? of them is okay. I, cool. Mark, Mark Duplass is in it. It's um basically it's this guy who's kind of like a stalker, and uh, it's okay. It, the, both films are on Netflix, I believe. Really good horror films. If you're looking for a good Halloween night watch, it's a good okay. one to go for. It's like a guy kind of like steals people's Id- steals people's identities and like integrates himself too much yeah. into their lives, and then becomes that person. Okay. It's really really weird. Cool. Yeah, man. it's good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff, man. But I'll tell you, Apple TV, um, they. They're bringing on the strong content too. It's amazing. It's, like there's it's so crazy. much out there. It's like you can so much an entire so franchise much. could exist and you'd have no idea it existed. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like I didn't even know Letterkenny existed until like two months. I ago. I didn't know Another Life existed until I, I was scheduled to interview one of the <laughs> actors on the show. Yeah, <laughs> the public say, "Hey, you want to introduce? Uh, you want to interview somebody from Another Life on Netflix? Like Another Life? Wait yeah, <laughs> all this stuff. So we had Doctor Singh on for Doctor Life. Oh, yeah, you remember okay. the character Doctor Singh? Yeah, yeah. Um, the lovely. Um, uh, Parveen Dasanj, remember? Uh, mm-hmm. General, you thought that she was one of your tribe, but she wasn't. <laughs> yeah, she was not. She's not <laughs> but her first name was uh, from her tribe. Right. Right. She explained that 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 was uh, the answer to that one. So, um, so yeah, I mean, um, and um, also, oh. Disney Plus, obviously, we talked about The Mandalorian, so that's obviously another show. Yeah, November 10th, I think that drops, right? I believe November 12th. Is it 12th? I feel okay. like November I'm, 12th, yeah. I'm so we'll see The Mandalorian. Um, but that's not all you're going to see on Disney Plus. We talked about a lot of the other stuff, but just announce Hillary Duff's Lizzie McGuire will be returning on Disney Plus. So. Isn't she like 40 now? <laughs> not yet. Not Is yet. she still Lizzie? And she's still very hot. She was on the younger TV yeah, but- series. Yeah, 
She's still playing Lizzie. Yes. I don't think it's a good idea but to say hot when she was like, what, 13 now? on the show? Or... <laughs> no, she's hot now on Younger. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Now. now that she's legal, it's okay. Well, because you said she was 40 and she's still gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. No, but but is yeah. she is she still younger in the show? Like, what's... Are, is, is she, she playing in, a young Is Lizzie version? McGuire... She's playing an older version, yeah, of her, of her same character. So, huh. supposedly, um, it's a revival sequel series staying true to what it was before. Um... So Lizzie McGuire picks up when she turns 30. I think she's only like in her early 30s in real life. So that's just okay. whatever, right? That makes sense. Um, so she has a dream job as an assistant in a New York City decorator. And um, and uh, a lot of the, uh, the familiar cast from the original Lizzie McGuire are coming back. Haley Todd. Robert Carradine, who actually just interviewed on Below the Belt Show. <laughs> Johnny Alonzo set up that interview with us. Um, Jake Thomas uh, will all be reprising their roles on this Lizzie McGuire hmm. series on Disney+. Plus. All right, Walking Dead fans. Yes, yes. Are you caught up yet? Not entirely. Okay, right. I'm, on, I'm on season eight right, right. now. So, um, I just saw, I just saw. well, I guess it's not really spoilers, but Carl yeah. just died. Oh, you just finally saw the episode <laughs> that Carl died? Yeah. Were you sad? A little bit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Even though his his character in the comic book. I mean, I already I already knew it was happening because he, we talked about we it. We talked on about it on the show, I know. <laughs> one yeah. of the few characters in the book that actually survives all the way to the end. <laughs> in the, in the, the comic last series, panel right? is him. It's We're, like, okay. I haven't read the comic book yet, so no, hold on. Spoilers. It's, it's, to- <laughs> it's totally different. <laughs> totally different. So, yeah, last Sunday's episode was great. I mean, um, I, I love what Angela Kang's doing with this current season. Should I? Doing should great. I, should I leave? No, I'm, I'll, I won't go too spoilery. But it, you know, it, we, you know about the whisper storyline is happening, um, and then um, yeah, you don't want to be spoiled. I get it, but um, you know, it was all about Negan. You know, and um, Negan is going through this, I guess, somewhat of a redemption arc right now. Um, as you know, um, you probably got to the part where they that Rick saved his life. I think he did. Yes. Um, um, no, because the most recent episode was still. Uh, Negan's still very much a bad guy in, like, the, the episode where... Well, no, Rick died. saved Negan's life after... No, you haven't gotten there yet. Okay. No. It's probably coming up then. <laughs> oh, you just ruined I it just... for him. <laughs> oh, well. I knew I knew at some point that Negan was going to, like, somehow become uh-huh. almost a good guy just based on... Um, the, uh, the fact that you know they still on the show, right? Yeah, the yeah. promos, the promos like showed Negan with everybody. I'll tell you, he's not 100% a good guy. He's still the same, you know, bat wielding. Well, not bat wielding lately, but um, you know, he's still uh, very, uh, you know, he's kind of an asshole, kind of charismatic at the same time. It's kind of like a weird <coughs> uh, combination. But you know, you see a lot of. Um, Character development with Negan. Well, yeah, his, you can you can see the you know? seeds of it even when he yeah. was this like supremely. Because I gotta admit, like when they introduced him, that whole episode right. when they introduced him, that is some well done character building. Right. Like, uh, they, you know, that is a you know a master class in how to make a menacing character. Right. <laughs> and right. Uh, and. You know, he was legit. So you're scary. at the point where the sanctuary is still you can still in the sanctuary and he's still causing Yeah. Causing well, like I said, Carl just died. Okay. And um oh, they had the thing where um Rick was with the 
I don't even know what they're called. The garbage people. The oh yes. The the trash the, people. Yeah, that's the, the the garbage people. The trash people. It's got the, the heapsters. They they go through many iterations. Okay. Yeah. The junkyard people. I mean. <laughs> yeah, and they and all the uh, trash people except mm-hmm. for um, I forgot the leader's name. Oh, Polly and Macintosh's character. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, names escape me, but yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. the last one left. Yes. Okay, so you got to that. That was a really gnarly one, right? Yeah. Gnarly episode. That was crazy. But uh, the, the 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 title of this one's called Silence the Whispers, and it's um, you know, obviously um, the character of Alpha is the you know the the main antagonist now, and her daughter is you know is kind of the central of the, the central focus of this episode because she's now living with the Alexandrians, and obviously there's growing tensions with having the daughter of the main enemy living amongst our heroes. So it's, that's what it's all about <clears> in that episode, uh, General. I won't get too much into it, but, you know, uh, we almost saw Ezekiel contemplate, um, you know, going through a lot of depression right now because he've, he's pretty much lost everything. And uh, thank God Michonne stepped in and saved uh, what could have been, as you saw Ezekiel on a cliff, Michonne intervenes and convinces Ezekiel not to jump uh, or whatever. Crazy thing that Ezekiel mm. might have done because he had lost everything. But um, um, but yeah, no, I mean, we're um, what I'm really excited about is the return of Maggie. That's Lauren Cohen, mm. which uh, we had learned that she will be returning. Unless we thought it was just for season 11, which is next season, but she actually will be appearing in the upcoming this, uh, I'm sorry, will be appearing in this current season, but just a little bit later in the season. Mm. As far as when, we don't know. But, um, yeah, she'll, she's coming back for a series regular in season 11. That's what we're happy about. So mm. definitely, definitely excited about that. And if you didn't know, um, um, the one of the executive producers of Walking Dead is Greg Nicotero. He's got another show called Creep Show on AMC's... Um, focused sh- a streaming service called Shutter. Yes. 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 If you hadn't heard of it, um, just got renewed for season two. Is nice. it kind of like uh, Tales from the Crypt? It's an anthology show. It's an anthology show. Oh, I love things. That old movie. Yeah, Creep Show. Yes. Well, anthology shows you love because you don't have to watch the whole series. Yeah, the um, (laughs) the Creep Show was based Mm -hmm. on a comic from from DC. Yeah. Or no, DC Comics. Mm -hmm. And uh, they sort of adapted certain stories in the original version. George Mm -hmm. Romero directed it. One of them actually stars Stephen King (laughs) as Jordy Verrill. And a meteorite crashes in his backyard. And it cracks open and there's this weird Mm -hmm. goop inside of it. And it's creates this weird fungus that starts growing on everything and it yeah. covers the, the entirety of his house and covers him and it's uh it's, it's very much an adaptation of hp lovecraft's the color out mm-hmm. of space very i remember a, there was one with like ted danson oh he, yeah <laughs> ted danson and leslie nielsen the, yeah uh, when he buries a guy up to his head uh neck in uh sand and the tide it, starts coming in yeah and then that the, was, the zombies start coming back yeah, yeah. leslie nielsen starts losing his mind the bugs one. That's the one I'm like, oh, the cockroaches everywhere. Oh, that's <laughs> gross. But yeah, good movie. Good movie. So you yeah. mentioned Superman on CW a little earlier, didn't you? Well, CW is developing a series about Superman and Lois Lane. Can you believe this? Yeah. Again? I know you're excited. Yeah, again. <laughs> again? I am. I am excited. Starring Tyler Hoechlin and Elizabeth Tulloch. 
the potential series would when fall. I, when I saw the news for it, I thought that they were... Oh, I'm sorry. It's I'll let you. No, it's basically a, a Lois and Clark again. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Well, Lois mm-hmm. and Clark was an awful show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a really, really So bad we're getting show. that. <laughs> and for your DC fans, Bruce Wayne's butler will be ready for more action as Epix has renewed Pennyworth. Nice. Oh, I forgot. It's that. second that, season. I forgot that streaming service even yeah. existed. Oh, well, no, yeah. Epix is like a channel, but like, yeah. I definitely saw that um, the trailer for that as well. Yeah. I haven't seen uh, Pennyworth yet, but it has it's his, seen it's it his time in, I think, MI6. Uh, is be- it any good? No, I don't think it is. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. So but it's Bruce like Wayne's it, it, Butler. It is the most desperate attempt to making a ba- Batman show without Batman. Without Batman, yeah. Oh, they've yeah. done but that. Well, that's what Gotham was. It's got a really cool premise. <laughs> and of course, guys. I called the ending of Gotham. It's like, oh, the last shot's going to be a Batman flying yeah. in front. And sure enough, there it is. It's a former British SAS soldier. Um, SAS, Pen- yeah. Yes, who goes to work for a young billionaire Thomas Wayne. Yeah. This is, I guess, not the Thomas Wayne we saw in the Joker movie. But no, well, version. he goes to work for his father. Right. Uh, and yeah. then who has not yet become Bruce Wayne's father yeah. in 1960s London. Yeah. So it takes place in the 60s in London. So So it's very, um, Dude, it was very cold, mod. cold War inspired. How, like John LeCare. I just think it's crazy how many DC properties are just thrown all over all these networks. Yeah. CW has all the you know shows. As who, has the most, who has the most money to pay for this? Epix ahead, has this Pennyworth show. Yeah. Fox had Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, DC uh, Universe has Doom Patrol and Titans and yeah. the canceled there was a, There was that random DC Universe sitcom that was on NBC for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, unpowered or underpowered or something. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Alan Tudyk in it. It lasted yeah. for like what four episodes and it was gone. Yep. Yeah. It was like oh, it's like Superman was just here and he's gone. It's like it would you would show up just when the really fun stuff was ending. Well, like the whole point, like they had an entire thing where they found the a repercussions. Batarang. Yeah, the <laughs> repercussions of all the superhero fights. But yeah. It's kind of like eh, it's you, the fun of it is seeing the fights. You could do you could do a lot with it. They didn't. I don't know. They didn't. But, but isn't it like? Bruce Wayne's like... And I think we have our special guest calling okay. in. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like um, Bruce Wayne's mm-hmm. cousin or something like that was in that show. Like, Alan Tudyk played his like his cousin or something. It's like some estranged... Like, I don't know. So nobody remembers the show. Yeah. It, it hasn't even been released on so any what media you, format. What super... So, Green Lantern's one I w- really want to see. Is there anything in the DC Universe that's yet to become live adaptation There's you want to see? There's a great character called The Question, which you could okay. do a lot with. They did. Wow. It's called Rorschach. Well, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, Rorschach you know, well, Watchmen, The Question... Yes. There was a really great question uh, comic series uh, mm. that was... Um, Steve Ditko did it, I think. No, no. Mm-hmm. The Steve Di- well, the Steve Ditko one is all, like, Ayn Randian bullshit. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. the... Um, in the 80s, they had a really good question comic series, which was a lot more about, like, uh, it, like did a lot of, like, philosophical questions okay. about um, questions uh-huh. about, about things. And then another really Wait, great what's one. what's that called? The question. Oh, the yeah. question. It's okay. an under. It's an under. Sounds like something I'd like. And then there mm-hmm. was a there. There are two characters that I've always wanted to see, and that's Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. Yes. You can do a perfect. You could do like a comedy. really good buddy comedy. Yeah. yeah. Like a Lethal Weapon type nice. of thing. Yeah. All right. All right. We welcome to Below the Belt show actor extraordinaire James Moses Black. What's up, James? Oh, man, I'm just happy to be hitting below the belt. Below the belt, my man. Good to have you on the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hang on. We're going to adjust that. All right. 
So first of all, we got to talk about a great trailer that I just checked out, man, for uh, for this great film called Black and Blue from Screen Gems. Uh, man, I mean, dude, action-packed, lots of controversy, yeah. and with uh -huh. a lot of the cop drama going in and the cop controversy happening in today's society, I'd say a very right. fitting movie right now, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think so, man. It has a lot of elements of today, you know. Uh, I, I know, you, I don't know if you've seen all the movie, but you know, it even starts off with, uh, you know, the whole hoodie situation and the person being somewhere where they, uh, the police think they shouldn't be. Uh, I play, uh, I play a veteran cop. It's also uh, a little bit of uh, a uh, corrupt cop, and uh, and I am actually Naomi's um, sort of partner. Uh, by default, and that's where the story starts off at. Wow. And you, pl you yeah. play opposite Naomi Harris, who is an amazing actress, and also yeah, Frank Grillo, and Mike Coulter. Yep, yep, Luke Cage. Luke Cage himself, my man. Luke mm. Cage. Also Reed Luke Scott, Reed Scott from Veep, and Tyrese Gibson. Yep, so... Man, what a great cast you have. Uh, what a handsome cast you've got there. Oh, handsome yeah, cast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, it was, yeah. I heard somebody say a handsome cast. I'm like, is that just a picture? One picture of me? <laughs> 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 we can throw you in that box too. So Sabrina's throwing you in that box, James. Pardon me. Sabrina's throwing you in that handsome box as well. Oh well, thank you, Sabrina. I appreciate that. You know. You know, I just uh, appreciate so beauty, as I was telling these fellas earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, appre I appreciate beauty too. Once in a while, I, I see a beast, but it's okay. Once in a while, I see a beast. Oh, my. Oh my. Have, have you been with any beasts? Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> it would be a lot easier to forget too, those times if you didn't bring them up. <laughs> yeah. You know, beasts play an important role in the development of your... Psychology. <laughs> <laughs> <Agreed>. <laughs> That's hysterical, man. That's hysterical. Wow. So, yeah. so about the the social issues that you know that come with being a cop today. Obviously, you know, there's been a lot of controversy with certain police officers that have, mm -hmm. you know, treated uh, individuals unfairly. Let's just say, um, what 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 social issues can we expect out of uh, black and blue? Well, you could, you know. We, the way I looked at it, uh, uh, the way I looked at it, man, is that sooner or later we got to figure out as a community, and not just an African American community or white community, or Latino community, because I think the, the 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 aspects of our the behavior and how other people feel about the cops, uh, we we got to start to work on that, man. Yeah. You know, we gotta we gotta have a community that feels safe with police and police that feels safe with a community. You know, uh, it, it works both ways. Instead of right now, it's, all cops aren't bad. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not saying I have relatives who are police officers, right. of course. Good, good people, man. It's just you know, you know what it says. It's like you know, one one bad apple, you know, might spoil the whole thing. I think that's what the Osmond brothers say. But uh, you know, it it it, 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 it 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 to me it tells the truth about some situations in America. A lot of situations. And it also gives a, a, a light on, you know, the goodness of some people who have integrity, period. You know what I mean? Regardless of whether they wear a blue uniform or a fire uniform or, uh, you know, a McDonald's uniform, people have integrity. And I think that's what 
that part of the ideal of the movie is about is that you have to have integrity if you're going mm. to move like this in the world, you know. Wow. And my, 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 my person had integrity at, at one point in his life, and then this catastrophic thing happened, and then, you know, he was kind of bribed out of having uh, integrity across the board. And then, in fact, I was talking about someone, I, you know, I can recall every instance where I've gotten, mm -hmm. um, not, not necessarily assaulted, but I've got harassed by police. So one of the things I did oh, wow. in, my, in my sort of uh, uh, building of this person, Deacon Brown, is that I, I pulled back all those experiences that I had, and I made this one cop that was just the worst cop ever. Wow. But he had a heart. He had a heart. He didn't, he didn't want the Alicia's character involved with it, but he had a heart. And the, the most difficult thing in, in his, his position was is that he was facing peer pressure at, at the same time, even as a veteran cop, you know. So wow. um, I, I thought I did a good part there. It was one time I Can got stopped uh, here in L.A. And I had yeah, a, had that's all I was going to get to, yeah. Yeah, I, I got Personal stopped experience. here in L.A. I had a Z4, I had top down, it was all black, murdered out, and I had a hoodie on. Oh, boy. So, you know, I'm, I, but, you know, I'm like, I'm riding how I want to ride. Right. So I pull around a, 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 a bus or something, whatever, and they go, they're kind of fast, but I got pulled over by this cop, and, he, and the cop was a black cop, you know, and, but I didn't think I had an advantage. I was just saying, okay, maybe he won't be right. a, you know, a jerk. But, you know, the minute he told me, keep my hands on the wheel, I was like, oh, no. This might go down from a black cop. Wow. So it's not, it's not necessarily that it is a black or white cop thing, but it is actually, I think, a character issue that some police might run into in terms of they might witness something else that's corrupt, and they might think that that's the norm. That's what they can get away with. Right. Or that's what they can do. So, and then it becomes a normal behavior, you know? Profiling is a normal behavior, right? Is that yeah. basically what happens? I definitely yeah. think so. Sabrina, yeah. you've, have you experienced this? Uh, I've experienced this on a few different occasions. Of being profiled? Um, of being profiled, of being in a, in a situation where, um, actually, when I, when I moved from pa South, um, Patterson Park, um, I was in a car with a guy who had dreads and um, my other friend who was black and my one friend that was white. And as soon as we got pulled over, because we knew we weren't speeding, I had all of my stuff in the car. Um, as soon as we got pulled over, the cop, my my white friend actually was like, is this what it's like being black in Baltimore? And we chuckled for a second. Um, but the cop, when we came up and he was like, um, do you know why I stopped you? He was like, no, I don't. I was following the speed limit. I've used my signals. I know my headlights mm -hmm. are working. And the cop was like, well... I'm just going to need to see your license and registration anyway. I'm sure something will come up. And I'm like, oh, I'm okay. sure. See, they're already assuming that something mm. will come up when you. Yeah. yeah. So that's just. It was just, it was awful. Um, and the guy who had dreads, um, he was like, what's your name? Like, I know the chief of police over there. So, yeah, I, I will definitely be making a complaint. And once he started saying yeah. um, stuff like that, the cop kind of backed down and was like, well, I'm just going to let you go with a warning. Like, but he never even told yeah. us what we did wrong. Yeah, but a warning about what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And cops even do yeah. that. They actually um, they need to meet a quota each month about uh, the number oh of arrests boy. that they get, the number of um, uh, 
crimes that they uh, solve and such within whatever city they're a part of. So they're and under pressure. They, they, they basically will sometimes, you know, create a situation in order to keep oh, boy. make it appear as that the numbers are higher than they actually are. So how, how close like to, the, yeah, does this film come to, yeah, to the, reality? I, I think the fifth yeah, season yeah. of The Wire kind of covers that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, when they ask you, you know why you stop me? I go, let me guess. Y'all guess just two things. One, my car's flat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you want to give them the most ridiculous answer that you, you can. You know, I don't know. <laughs> my Sears and Roebuck car didn't work. <laughs> dude, uh, dude, I'm reading your bio, James, and you actually are uh, have experience with stand-up comedy, and now it makes sense. Uh, you did some routines at the University of Minnesota uh, before yeah. transferring to uh, Central State University of Ohio. Uh-huh. Uh, but you performed at Andrew uh, Andrew Ford's Comedy Club in Columbus, right. and traveled Russell yeah. Simmons Russell Simmons HBO Comedy Tour, man. Yeah, we did. I opened up in Pittsburgh and one time in Philly. And, oh, cool! Uh, that was that was that was back when they had like Bernie Mac, Hamburger, Joe Torre, uh, Steve Harvey, D.L. Hughes. That 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 was the original uh, uh, Def Jam comedy squad. Mm. Uh, and and uh, I had opened up for them, and then I did some comedy in Ohio with Andrew Ford. I got I, you know comedy is a, comedy was a funny thing in the nineties. Like right. if you did comedy as a black comic, that means you had to do comedy the rest of your life. And the rest <laughs> of your life was the nineties. Yes, you know what I'm saying? that's and when there was the, that's when there was no controversy and people weren't snowflakes, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, you could do comedy, but you know, you there was there was just uh, you had a certain amount of life shelf life, you know. And then okay. once you wanted to cross over to drama, they were like, "Nah, dude, you're a comic." But now you see comics doing you know serious stuff. Well, not so much there, but dramedy stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I I cut it out a little earlier because I didn't want to fall into that hole of the '90s. That you know, you're just going to do comedy in the '90s, right? And I wanted I wanted to be a little broader in, like, film and TV and stuff. We were just talking about earlier on, like, Bill Burr apparently is showing up in, what is it, the Mandalorian TV show, the new Star Wars show. <laughs> but who, and Bill Burr has adamantly said he hates Star Wars. He just did it because he got paid. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's a, you know, comics, there's only one or two reasons you do a job. Mm. One, money. Two, another chance. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> But you got to work with a, yeah. a guy I got to work with, Orlando Jones. Um, really cool guy. Yeah. Um, that's your, your TV yeah. uh, debut. So you ch- I guess they, you transitioned from stand-up comedy, and then you made your debut on the Orlando Jones show? Yeah, my, no, my, my, first, uh, my first TV show was on the widest show in America, uh, which I was like, I thought I was perhaps <laughs> only the, the first black person on this show. Okay. It was the Gilmore Girl. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's your first TV show. Okay. Oh, wow. The, the bio says this is your television is. debut as Orlando Jones, but now Gilmore yeah, Girls, they, yes. Gilmore <laughs> Girls was the first one, man. I think uh, Orlando Jones came up, but it was like the whitest show in America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking the on, the, on the Gilmore Girls. Uh, I, I can I can beat that. Nine oh two one oh was the whitest show in America. <laughs> that was oh well, uh, that's because there was no black people in Beverly Hills. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. <laughs> that's exactly. It'd be, it'd be a controversy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a it was like when when the Hustables came on. It was like what you mean is black lawyers and black docs. <laughs> <laughs> 
and look where Bill is now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Belief is still out, so it's all good. It's all good. So, hey, man, I, I think it's amazing your, what you've accomplished. I'm looking at your IMDb, man. Lots of TV credits, man. Um, man, what what has been your favorite television credit to date? Uh, two. Uh, I would say Sunny in Philadelphia was nice. probably one of my one of my favorite jobs to do with uh, Danny DeVito, Charlie Day, Rob, Glenn. Oh, we are very yeah. familiar. That, that was probably one of my favorite shows to do. And then uh, I did, uh, I mean, I, there's a lot that I, 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 I like, but I like, I did Cold Case when I was uh, Michael B. Jordan's father. Oh, nice. Be- yeah, I was, he, I was his father before he was Michael B. Jordan. He was like, Michael B. Scotty Pippen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that is great, you know, dude. He, he, he didn't get the Jordan yet, you know. Now okay. he got the Jordan, so, you know, he Michael B. Jordan. I love now. that, man. Well, but he could have been like Michael B. Kukluks or whatever that was. <laughs> Oh, this is great. So I got to recently work on the television show This Is Us uh, in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Uh, tell us about your experience working with um, with uh, just an esteemed cast and such a great show. I mean, it's been nominated so many times over. Stone right. K. Brown, especially. Uh, you work closely with him, and your character is Reverend Holly. Reverend Holly. Yes. yes. I, was, uh, I, uh, I, I was actually Randall's sort of sounding board of, about what he should do. Nice. And not to get it twisted about what he's, you know, he, he's he's gotten versus what he can't do, and it was it was good. It was a good scene with, with Sterling. Is such a, a a great actor, man. You know, um, I think the first season he cried too much, but it, it was good. I was like, all right, brother. Second season now, don't you know, don't cry a lot here. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had that that little tear to come out of his left corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he shuts the whole show down. Then people would be crying, and I'm like, all right, what's, on this. Like, all right, bro, listen, don't cry. Yeah, it's, 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 There's a lot of crying pie, on that bro. show in general, right? Yeah, there's a lot of crying on that show, bro. I said, I'm just giving you a pie and telling you the facts of life. You know what I mean? That, that's mm-hmm. all that's going to happen, man. But he was such a, he's such a great actor. He draws it out mm-hmm. of you. You know, when two people act, it's, it's, one thing happens is that it, it should be such a generous thing that you get what they're saying and you give back what you mean. Um, mm-hmm. In response to what they're saying, yeah. that's that's when that's when acting really it turns into something different where you don't think people are acting anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Like mm-hmm. I, my my motto is I react, take everything yeah. personal. Listen you know, when I act, I take react. it personal. <coughs> um, what so I think is interesting, someone as funny as you with a comedy background, you've done a fair share of television dramas. Um, right. I, I don't see too many comedy uh, series uh, that you, but you seem to definitely cover the dramas more so for someone who's done a comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've covered the, the dramas really well, man. I, absolutely. Um, but I, you know, it's it's. Uh, I'm ready to do some comedy now. I'm not going to get on stage because I think I, 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 okay. I'm, I don't have the time for that. But I'm ready to do some comedies now. I think the world has opened up. You can you can write a show now which I write also, you can write a show that's funny and serious at the same time. So I think that's part of it. But, you know, I'm funny in a way that uh, I'm built differently. I look at serious things and I got to see the light in order for me to, you know, proceed. I got to, there has to be something humorous about this tragedy. Mm -hmm. You know, when a person, when you ever see a person like laugh through some tragedy, you know, that means that tragedy is serious. 
you know, if they have a just a, a glimpse of like they laugh to, to to defend off or to defend off the the, the the tears. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think humor sometimes can be a part of tragedy, and not humor like ha ha, but humor will help. You know, sometimes helps us. You know, get through tragedy. <laughs> I love that, so, man. That was a really well yeah. said. That's fantastic, man. Um, so recently, yeah. this is us, and. Um, Looking at your bio, you got a, a couple other cool things. Obviously, we're talking about mostly um, black and blue, but there's another thing here I'm reading. Uh, Amazon's Operation 8888, 8,888. Uh, yeah. Can you talk I, about I that really project? They said it like that. Uh, that would be a long title, Al, basically. <laughs> would it be Operation 8888? Oh, 8888? <laughs> <laughs> it's not 8,888. Uh, hey, Al, that was some straight white dude stuff right <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not even white. That's the worst part. He's not even white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Al, so yeah, he's Italian, I think. <laughs> <laughs> close enough, close enough, close enough. But, but you, know, I, you know, I say it's Operation 8888. Okay, thank you, thank you. Al Soto says it's, oh, James, this is 8, oh, it's Operation 8888. Sorry, Al, it's technically the show. And if it's the name of the show now, Al, we're going to cut it. Oh, man. We can call Operation 8. Well, short Operation 8. What can you tell us about that that project? Uh, Nothing. <laughs> no, we shot it in Mexico. Cool. It's uh, coming out on Amazon next year. Uh, Amazon International. NDA, Amazon right? Can't talk about it. Yeah, you know. You know what they do, man. You have a relationship with someone, and all of a sudden you can't talk about it. The all last right. night. You know, it's just like... It's yeah. just something we should look out for. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And then I wrote, and I, I write, too. <laughs> I, I got a couple projects in production right now. Um, the one I'm really excited about is, is called uh, 55. It's about a, uh, the first integrated hotel and casino in America. Oh, cool. you got a lot of number movies really going on. Nonfiction. It opened in Las Vegas in 1955 and closed in, in the same year. And it's about a guy who uh, finds out that he is not uh, as white as he thinks. Okay. And uh, his, old, his whole world flips upside down from there. You mentioned a lot of number movies, uh, projects, right, Sabrina? Yeah, I was just yeah. saying, you got a lot of projects with numbers, 55, 88, 80, or 8,888. Uh-oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> you, you, did, you, did yeah, you did a short film in 2006 called 1111. Wow, you yeah. love these numbers, yeah. don't you? And you were on 911 on Fox. <laughs> wow, this Really good. You're, you're pulling up some stuff that I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did hey, you Dad, like? Do you remember that show, 4444? 4444 is the prequel to 8888. There you go. 911 oh, no, is no, the post movie. 4444 is the prequel to 45 and out. <laughs> <laughs> so 911, oh, what we mentioned, 911, that was actually fairly recent. You played the character Carl Peters. How was that experience? Yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was a, the zookeeper at the. Uh, we sh- actually shot it at the Santa Monica. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, not Santa Monica. What's the next city? That's San Diego. Santa, Venice. No, up, above, uh, going north. Ventura. Where Oprah has her house, Montecito and Santa Ana. Santa Santa, Santa Barbara. Barbara. Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. 
Yeah, we started at we shot it at the Santa Barbara Zoo, which a, uh, a oh, woman cool. had donated that property uh, for the Santa Barbara Zoo. But we shot it. It was about just an animal coming out. Uh, he um, he had a coming out party. He jumped the fence, and then he started attacking people. Mm-hmm. I did a similar show about animals on CBS called Zoo, and it was about uh, the the animals just went crazy in the universe and started doing all things kind of things to humans. Humans, which I played a, an African uh, guardsman, you know. So kind of like yeah. Planet of the Apes, or no? Uh, I'm going to say no on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was wrong. I don't know about that comparison. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, was, I was thinking the animals <laughs> come to life and they do things to the people. Are you, know, are you alluding know. to the intelligent animals? Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah. You know, well, yeah. I... I don't know where she got Planet of the Apes from, uh, but it's kind of like saying zoo, and then she says, it's kind of like Sesame Street, right, James? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Sabrina. That's the new zoo zoo review, Sabrina. I'm sorry, but that's that's nice clothes, but uh, yeah. And, hey, you're part of the Marvel MCU. I see a credit for uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. What's going yeah, on with I that? I did the voiceover. I did the angriest man in Hollywood's voice, and then I did Logan. No, Logan. Is Logan Logan Marvel? Yeah, Logan. Logan Marvel. is Marvel. Yes, yes, Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. I Wolf. Uh, Logan. Logan. Yeah. Uh, Dude, are I you did, a, uh, are you a fan of the superhero genre? You know, I am. I, but I think my last superhero was Wolverine. Like Sabrina said, I think I like Wolverine the most. He, he, I mean, look, half man, half wolf. You know. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like a beer or two on a Saturday night. Yeah. Like you call me Wolverine. You know what I mean? So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I like I like Hugh Jackman a lot. He's a he's a great dude, great performer. Awesome. Uh, I, he's probably the the one that I like the most out of all that Marvel. Yeah. Stuff. Well, yeah, because ma- yeah. yeah, your character Major in Logan. Yeah, the, I I do recall your character in this one. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. the Spider in Far From Home, that was a voiceover gig. Yes, yeah, voiceover for Samuel Jackson. Yes. Oh wow. Uh, you know that. Wow. So you 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 personally can do. Uh, uh, Sam Jackson impersonate. Have you done that often? No, man, because, uh, you know, uh, I haven't had the opportunity. You know, Sam Jackson makes, I heard, makes $2 million a week. <laughs> so, uh, if you want him to do a voiceover or uh, his ADR, you, you got to pay him for that. So they brought in James Moses Black, uh, you know, uh, to save a few, planet, to, to pay, save a few dollars. Save a few dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're on to something if you have if you could emulate uh, you know Sam Jackson's voice I think you know that's something yeah. that you, you know you could do forever yeah. uh, you know as long as Sam's uh, doing films well I'd like to jump out of Sam's body and be my own body you know but mm-hmm. it's okay I can make some money like that <laughs> 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 Yo, uh, James Moses Black, what an incredible interview here on Below the Belt Show. Uh, thanks for much for calling a pleasure. in. And of course, check out in theaters now, Black and Blue from Screen Gems. And Black then and hopefully we'll be on video on demand uh, shortly, right? Uh, I'm going to say no, Al. Uh, I wanted to at least get like three weeks in the theater before yes. video on demand. All right, yeah. all right. Yeah. Nice. So hopefully it does end up, and, and I hope you uh, all enjoy it. I enjoy being on Below the Belt. Awesome, man. But I'll tell you what, James, there's a lot of movies going from 
going from the theaters and then going straight to like Netflix and Amazon Prime. It's been happening yeah. lately. So I wasn't sure if it was one of those yeah. deals. Yeah, I think they're going to try to squeeze at least four weeks in the in the in, okay. the, uh, in, the, in, in the theatrical world. It's not going to be like The Irishman where it's going to be in the theater right. and then be on Netflix the next week. So, right. You know, but but uh, I don't know how long. I don't know if anybody can watch a three-hour and 45-minute movie. I, don't I know. saw I, it. I, 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 I saw Sneak Peek. Yeah. yeah, it's a long one. <laughs> it's a long movie. Yeah. So. so before we let you go, I'm, James, if you could yeah, let yeah. us know who you are, throw out a plug for Black and Blue or whatever you want to plug. Let us know you're on Below the Belt. All right. Hey, this is James Moses Black, Deacon Brown on Black and Blue, a new movie from Sony Screen Gems starring Naomi Harris, Tyrese Gibson, Frank Grillo, uh, Reed, and Bo Knapp. And we are in your local theaters. We'll be there for a while. Uh, I am on, for anybody under 50, uh, I'm on Graham. Anybody Ooh. over 50, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> and on Graham, you can follow me at... <laughs> Who is James Moses Black? And on Facebook, you can just look up James Moses Black. And if you could let us know what show you're on. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next show is going to be Operation 8. eight no, I'm talking eight. about our show. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I thought I I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what? You're absolutely right. Let me start this again. Okay, so, sure. I enjoyed being on Below the Belt with Al, Sabrina, and the Ghost Voice. Uh, it was a great show. <laughs> I hope all of you, <laughs> you tune in and listen. These folks are incredible. They know how to ask questions, and they're not all redundant. Nice. I will be in your movie theaters on Black and Blue from November, uh, October 25th, I hope, until December 25th. But if you get the chance, come on out. It's a great thriller. Action-packed from start to beginning. And remember, you heard it first or second, maybe third, on Below the Belt. Yes. James, thanks so much. That Thank was a great so interview. Much. Thanks, man. I appreciate you all. All right. We're going to check it out. Black and Blue in theaters now, my man. Thanks so much. Thanks, Al. Oh, and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Uh, there's a Halloween party yeah. next door, but I'm going to kind of stay in the house because they <laughs> sound like they are, you know, haunted. <laughs> my man thanks for calling right, in man, have you. a good night yep. right, bye. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> all right so that was the one and only james moses black wow check him out amazon's operation 8888 <laughs> and black and blue from screen gems and theaters now so let's go ahead and and take a classic cut break, and we have to say goodbye yes. to Sabrina and Sabrina's boo. My boo. <laughs> Sabrina, thanks for uh, coming in and dressing up. It's been a while Marvel. since I've come into studio in my costumes. So we're going to take a Captain Marvel's break. not British. We're going to take some photos before you head out. And uh, taking a classic cut break, it is Halloween, so I thought... A song about Halloween goes all the way More. to Industrial <laughs> Era's uh, ministry for one of their famous songs called Every Day is Halloween. <laughs> um, so, guys, I thought it was an appropriate song, uh, ministry. Uh, the When they were synth new wave before they became hardcore industrial. Uh, talk about a band that's went through a lot of... Uh, iterations uh, and versions of themselves and followed by that a couple interviews of fear of the walking dead cast denai garcia austin <clears throat> emilio and jenna elfman 
the first half of those interviews as we take a break here on Below the Belt and say goodbye Wait, Jenna, to Sabrina. Jenna Elfman, Jenna uh, Elfman is on, on Fear, Fear the, the Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Dharma from Dharma. Yeah, Dharma. Dharma. Greg, yes. yeah. Dharma. That's pretty huge. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> so you're going to hear these interviews right now here on Below the Belt. We'll take a break. We'll be here. We'll be back momentarily. Bye, BTB. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and BelowTheBeltShow.com. Al Soto here with Click on the Show here at the IFC Theater, New York City, for the Split Screens Festival. We're here to cover some amazing panels, including Twilight Zone, Fear the Walking Dead, Queen Sugar, and Warrior. So lots of interviews here on the red carpet, so stay tuned. Yeah. All right, you guys, you're here with the very lovely and talented Danai Garcia here at the Fear of the Walking Dead season five premiere. Uh, it's gonna wow! I cannot wait for tonight. Uh, just give, give us a little taste of what we can expect for this upcoming season. Well, imagine that we're taking Fear the Walking Dead to the skies. We see a plane. Uh, the oh my plane. goodness! Yeah, we're flying today. This place here. We are flying. I, I couldn't believe it. We're taking walkers to the skies. We are. Well, <laughs> we're definitely landing somewhere yeah yeah wow. we are. it's really amazing and it's really exciting right when you think that mm -hmm. things cannot get any better they do and, yeah. and every year is just a, it's just a different journey well what can you say about uh, your character for this upcoming season you know this is the first year that she is without Nick and so you're gonna meet a Luciana that is like becoming herself for the yeah. first time uh, she's not somebody's girlfriend she's not in a relationship she's now dealing with her own demons right. and her own life
too. So yeah. it's it's a Luciana that we're not used to seeing. Yeah. Now, what was it like? Um, of course, Steve, with Stephen Delane leaving the cast. What were your thoughts on that? Oh gosh. Well, I really miss him, yeah. but he's always with me. I mean, because of him, I yeah. started this beautiful journey. I mean, I play his love interest. So right. It's something that I, you know, I can never stop thinking of him. Like, what would be my life with Nick? What would be my right. life with Frank Delane? Right. So even though he's physically gone, he's still here. He really is. Oh wow! And of course, you have another uh, cast member in Austin Amelia yes. joining us from the original the flagship Walking show, Dead. The Walking Dead. It's so. How's it like working with Austin? I love it. You know, yeah. I try not to know much about the characters while yeah. they were in The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Because I didn't want to like like them. I wanted okay. I, I, I wanted to like you know I wanted Luciana to meet this new character and say, okay. Who are you? I wanted okay. to be interested. Wow. So, but what I discover is that behind this you know do I character is this incredible person and yeah. human which is Austin awesome. uh, we're actually in his city he is from Austin Texas where that's where he is from so wow. I'm like so this is your city so we're right? just like we're just taking over his home so it's great oh fantastic wow and another uh, original cast members coming back at uh, Ruben yes coming back which we all thought he was gone so. <laughs> nobody's good until they're actually gone until we actually see them go right <laughs> yes well I it's been amazing because yeah. it, it brings a lot of what the original show, yeah. you know, little pieces of the original show Absolutely. coming back, and, and it's just really lovely to to have that balance right. of like you know new characters versus you know plus yes. you know old characters Absolutely. coming back. So yeah, it's really amazing. Awesome. Then I thanks so much for talking to us. Thank you. Click on Thank this. you. Really Thanks appreciate so it. Guys, we are here with actor extraordinaire Austin Emilio Dwight, formerly of Walking Dead, now transitioning to Fear the Walking Dead. And I gotta ask Austin, how's the transition been for? from uh, the main show to Fear. Horrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. Oh, no. Very rough. Been in, in and out of rehab. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's been, it's, it's been, it's been great. It's been uh, really smooth. I, I, I moved um, back to my hometown to film the show. I'm from Austin, you, Texas. You probably love that. Then. So it's good, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm back in my hood, which is nice. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. so that was, uh, so when they approached you about transitioning to the other show, were you thrilled? Uh, well, it's it bittersweet, you know, because yeah. I've been on that show for a while and sure. got to know everyone really well. And, right. Uh, but I knew the flip side, it was something fresh and get to work with a new group of actors, yes. a new sort of um, theme with fear. And uh, so I was, I was really excited about it, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And of course, uh, on the last episode of The Walking Dead, you were sent to hopefully find Sherry. Yeah. And now that Sherry's show is no longer uh, on, yeah. we're hoping that we might see the return of Sherry. Yeah, me too. We'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's just one of those things we we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no yeah. doubt. So also, uh, let's talk about, um, now we are hearing so many great things about all these spin-off shows happening. Yeah. Of course, we have Rick, um, Annie Lincoln getting yeah. um, movies, and of course, another series yeah, the in Virginia. Yeah, Dwight, Dwight's spin-off. And the Dwight spin-off too, that's yeah. another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> The star yeah, now, the no, show. Yeah, a lot of, lot of spin-offs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Expanding the universe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Getting to touch on um, sort of a lot of different point of views in this world, which is exciting. You know? Yeah, no doubt. Now, how, how how is it in the makeup chair every day uh, on set when you have to apply the uh, the burn scars? Is it pretty arduous, or yeah, gotten used to it yet? It's, uh, I, I would like to say I've gotten used to it, but I uh, <laughs> I have in a sense, but it's still still a little. Mm -hmm. 
testing my patience. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Hopefully, sometime in the zombie apocalypse, they can get some skin grafts and and then and, and, and bring need to come bring Dwight's son. That yeah. Does that. that yeah. would be great. I would be, <laughs> be really thrilled. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we cannot wait to see how Dwight's character transitions to Fear the Walking Dead. So we're really excited to see what cool. happens. And yeah, congrats on a new chapter. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks so much for talking it. with us. Yeah, absolutely. We're here with a very lovely and talented Jetta Elfman Hello. here at the uh, Fear the Walking Dead premiere as part of Split Screens Festival. I saw the trailer. I cannot wait. Uh, tell us what can we expect out of this upcoming season. Uh, it's very epic. You know, it's very, um, and I think the characters each go through really lovely, bold mm -hmm. um, changes mm -hmm. and evolve, their hearts evolve, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they start finding, you know, what their needs are going to be, and the interchange of, I think, of, of each other's, hmm, how can I say it? <laughs> I just think there's real, these, each character really is effective um, of launching change within the other characters wow. sort of to each other and I think it's going to be fun to watch that dynamic take place. Wow. Can we allude to any of the changes with possibly your character? Well, I think June has had the John Dory effect, you know, yeah. of he's so benevolent and mm -hmm. to see what can happen to someone when you just are giving mm -hmm. and gentle and loving and to watch how people can bloom into themselves, into their best version of themselves when they're treated that way and they can crumble when they're treated the other way right. and I think we really see the beauty of that and um, and it's contagious wow. and now I hear that there's a third Walking Dead uh, series gonna be uh, in production in Virginia what are your thoughts on another series within the Walking Dead franchise well I think it's cool because it's a yeah. whole other angle with these two women and guests yeah. at the at the front of it and I'm, I'm very excited to see yeah. it I can't wait to see that that angle of storytelling mm -hmm. um, oh I'm just I I love, you know, I'm have I'm a big fan of this universe, and so I'm just so having fun to be part of it. I just think it's the storytelling's fun, and mm -hmm. you push the, you know, you push humans to the edge of mm -hmm. the cliff of survival. Yes. And start the storytelling there. Yes. And, and what, I think that's fun. And what I love is the crossover appeal. Of course, Morgan coming over, mm -hmm. and this season you have Dwight, Austin, Amelia joining. Oh, yeah, the I love cast. Austin. He's yeah, so how's great. it like working with uh, Austin? I, I love Austin, <laughs> and I can't wait for you guys to see when he comes in and this right. his character. It, it's a really fun episode when his character arrives. I think everyone's going to awesome. dig it a lot. Well, Jenna, it was great talking to you here at Click on this show. You look absolutely stunning. And Thank you. Cannot wait for the, the premiere. Cool. Thanks I'm so excited much. for awesome. you to see it. Mics are on. <laughs> That's right. We're back, guys, here on BTB. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was a nice break. We got to hear mm -hmm. Every Day is Halloween by Ministry. Happy yeah. Halloween to all our listeners. Mm -hmm. And, of course, three cast members from Fear the Walking Dead. And we saved two of the bigger ones uh, for the end of the program. <laughs> of course, we heard Jenna Elfman, Austin Emilio, and Denai Garcia. So mm -hmm. some great on-location interviews from Fear the Walking Dead. Let's continue on with the entertainment uh, reports. So I pretty much covered all of television and movies. Mm -hmm. uh, just a couple other things in... Uh, other TV includes um, the upcoming American Music Awards is happening, and Taylor Swift. Who does she break up with now? <laughs> I think it's a, just a little premature, but she's already getting Artist of the Decade. But uh, <sighs> um, so 
I don't know. I I, I guess I'm kind of like well, comparing this. Well, the almost over, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. was she the most influential artist of the decade? I mean, she certainly was in the headlines. Most recognizable, yes. Yes, but okay. Influential, no. Okay. Sorry. Well, she's uh, receiving this award, Artist of the Decade, and um, uh, that's, uh, yeah, this is going to be a part of the upcoming 2019 Music Awards. She will be performing. It's going to be in L.A. on November 24th. Mm. Um, the Artist of the Year um, nominees include Taylor, of course, of course, Drake, Ariana Grande, Halsey, Post Malone. Um, so I'd give it to Post Malone. Honest, yeah, myself. Post Malone's actually surprised me by how talented he was. I initially thought he was just a rapper. Then yeah. I heard him sing and play guitar. I'm like, okay, this guy's actually he's an got artist. some talent. He's actually an artist. He, yeah, he actually he, he writes his own stuff. And he's he, he's a little crazy for uh, the uh, the face paint or sorry the face paint <laughs> the face tattoo. <laughs> but uh, I guess part of being a great artist is be a little nuts. I yeah. guess. You kind of have to be be that obsessive about something. Right, exactly. Uh, a couple other nominees include New Artist of the Year, which I think will definitely go to Billie Eilish. She's nominated along with Luke Combs, Lil Nas X, Lizzo, L.A. Mile. Well, Lil Nas, you know that that one song. Lil Nas, yeah. Yeah, that one song was old was Old Town Road. That plays incessantly. Yes. Everywhere, <laughs> absolutely. Man. It is. What was it? It is the most played song of yeah. the year, or something like that. Well, then that that could be it. That yeah, that could be the one. Yeah. So, um, you know, one more category is favorite music video. Uh, which surprised me. There's still music videos being produced, but yes, there are. <laughs> uh, Billie Eilish, Bad Guy, Ariana Grande, Seven Rings, Halsey, Without Me, Lil Nas X, Old Town Road. There, there you go. go. There you go. And Taylor Swift, Need to Calm Down, and um. There you go, man. I'm just um, I'm not gonna read the rest of the nominees, but uh, American Music Awards was fun. I, I think it's cool to see a bunch of uh, a different genres on stage. A lot mm-hmm. of it's obviously top 40, but then you have a lot of legends that have come on stage over the years and people that you admired um, from way back when. And so that's some that kind of differentiates this award show from like let's say the MTV VMAs, which is only focused yeah. on um, contemporary artists. Yeah, so. or the Country Music Awards, where it's just country music, which is like, oh god, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Thank you, thank I you. Hate, <laughs> hate country music. I know you, we can agree on that. I, can, I, I mean, I will listen to like classic country music, like you know, yeah, so, like so, Willie Nelson or okay, like so that, that or Dolly that's Parton. classic like, country. I don't mind like Carrie Underwood. There's a few artists I don't mind, but yes, for the most part, it's not yeah. my. It's not. What is your favorite music genre? Uh, uh synthwave. I love that 80s style. Okay, music. so the, the, you can relate to the ministry. Everything yes, is Halloween. Exactly. Nice, nice. <laughs> I love that stuff. Yeah, Gun, Gunship is my favorite band. Nice, so. nice, nice, nice. Okay. That's good love stuff, Gunship. man. Good. Uh, if you catch Saturday Night Live um, last week, it was a pretty good episode. Chance the Rapper showed that not only he's a good rapper, but also a good sketch comedy um, actor as mm. well. He really proved it in a couple really f- uh, fun sketches. One which was really funny was. Um, uh, it had to deal with um, his fridge being all taped up, and then he would pull out all these random snacks from his um, cabinet, and they would like really just want to get something from the fridge, all his friends. And he said, no one's in the fridge! <laughs> Instead of nothing's in the fridge, no one's in the fridge! Uh, <laughs> until he pulls out uh, this... That sounds t- like a Tim and Eric sketch. <laughs> yeah, it really it. does! <laughs> so it was actually a pretty funny sketch, you want to check it out. But what was really controversial in that episode, which I don't really co- seem that's controversial, but a lot of snowflake or a lot of people in the um, trans Everyone's community offended. were offended. So apparently, 
He was talking about Kanye West, and this is Michael Che from the Weekend Report, and said that the rapper's rapper's recent behavior to that of an old white lady. He's showing up to events in sweatpants with orthopedic sneakers, listening to Kenny G, getting people to like Trump. It's like how long before this guy changed his name to Kathy? And then he said, you know, I might be crazy, but five years ago there was this guy named Bruce Jenner, and he moved to Calabasas. And there, you know, he turned into an old white lady. So there you go. Mm. Um, so apparently some he got some criticism that uh, people said that the joke was transphobic. Come on, guys. Let's, no, it's just a bad joke. It's a bad joke, but at the same time, you can't deny his alter ego of Bruce Jenner. That's who he was before he transitioned. It, yeah, I mean, he's, he's stating facts. And, yeah. you know, um, so apparently someone said referring to a transgender per, uh, person by their birth name Rather than their chosen one is a practice sometimes referred to as dead naming, which is widely advised against by advocacy, <sighs> advocacy groups. And someone else uh, said that Michael Che about trying th- Michael Che about to try out transphobic jokes. He was working all week. I mean, I think that's so lame. Um, no, and it should not. It's, it's a complete non-issue, and it's just. It wasn't transphobic at all. No. I, I, don't, I don't get it, man. I don't see how people are seeing. And that's the thing. If it was, <sighs> I mean, it seems like you can make fun of any other, any other group. But when it comes to making fun of like transgender people, then it just, just raises a flag. Yeah. And reason. it wasn't even making fun. It was just. It like, wasn't. It was, yeah, it was like. It was just stating that he he was uh, Kanye is turning into a white woman. Everyone Caitlin is offended yeah. by everything now. Yeah. Come on in, Russia. You won't get a fight from right. anybody under thirty. Exactly. See, absolutely. Now here's another controversial thing that happened. Um, in, in the same vein as uh, the LGBT community. So this had to do with a, a movie called Booksmart um, that mm. starred Olivia Wilde and Caitlin Dever. And apparently the, the airline that the movie was shown, which was uh, Delta, apparently edited the film to cut out the lesbian sex scene. That's, and, that's the point of the movie, though. Yeah, that's it's, the point of the movie. It's about young girls right. coming of age. Exactly. So um, they basically edited out the point of the film. The whole point of the film, right, exactly. So basically, there's an insane amount of, they're, they're saying, there's an insane amount of violence with bodies being smashed in half, half yet a love scene between two women yeah. is censored from the film. It's such an integral part of the character's journey. I don't understand it. My heart is just broke. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. I want people to experience the film. America. We can, I mean, we can show dead bodies on TV, but we can't show we can't two women, show making, two out. women like, making out, which a lot of guys might enjoy. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, like, I would a, enjoy it. If there's one guy on this planet that's offended by that, God, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> Seriously, right? Olivia Wilde quoted as saying, this is truly a bummer. There's no nudity. There's not even a nudity scene. No, uh, what no, makes there it, isn't. What makes it too obscene for airplane viewing? What airlines? So well, also, go. they're on Delta. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, Jared Pilecki, who played Sam on Supernatural, arrested for assault with injury at a bar he owns in Texas. Can you believe this, guys? He owns the bar? He owns a bar in Austin, Texas. Oh, okay. So apparently, um, they found two bystanders pointing at Pilecki, making statements along the lines of take this guy to jail. Um, so apparently he tried, um, so basically what happened was a verbal argument that took place inside the bar. Resulted in Padalecki being escorted outside. When he tried to re-enter the bar, the fight became physical, and officers identified two of the victims: the assistant manager and the general manager of the bar that he owns. Right? He's wow. assaulting the general manager and the assistant manager of the bar he owns, who claims that Padalecki struck them both in the face, causing one to bleed from the eyebrow. 
My God, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's just like a really, really bad situation that you want to be involved in. <laughs> it's just, Podakli, could yeah, it get worse? Jeez. Arrested on two counts of assault with injury, oh which is considered a misdemeanor. Um, and Bond was set at $5,000 for each assault. Mm-hmm. Ironically, the dude's going to be cast in a new um, reboot of Walker, Texas Ranger. I heard about that. <laughs> who, who is, uh, you know, a badass, and look at that. He beats up his own employees. It would have been funnier if he was actually cast in a remake of Roadhouse. <laughs> right? That would have made more Roadhouse. sense. That would have made sense for the bar funny. But yeah. Walker is still pretty badass yeah, and probably good in that fight yeah. as well. Um, Felicity Hoffman released early from prison. Of course. 11 days instead of 14 days. Um, yep. Uh, so yeah, If was, a normal person did what she did, they'd be in jail forever. I don't have a forever. I, I would say but, for a few months. But, uh, White collar crime. Yeah. yeah, it's it's it, it's that's that's about yeah. a year or less, right? Rich white collar rich crime. Pri- rich privilege is what it is. It's certainly rich privilege. Yeah. Of you got course. money, you can get out. On, yeah, and early. I mean, I guess I mean they're saying she's showing she's not above the law because she did go to prison, but at the same time she only served eleven of her fourteen days. And I'm sure it was like a um, resort to her. Yeah. 250 hours community service still, but she, there was a, that's a lot of there was a photo service. released of Felicity in prison in a green jumpsuit, which is pretty cool. <laughs> to see Felicity, oh, uh, but yeah, she kind of styled it with like sneakers and a a matching white hat to match her name tag. Of course. Um, <laughs> um, William H Macy from Shameless and their daughter Georgia came to visit her while she was in prison. Why isn't he like get any prison time? I guess he was unaware of the uh, the whole. Uh, Unaware Scandal. of what is what his own apparently, wife is doing? yeah. Really? Apparently, maybe he was unaware or he wasn't involved at all. Or the producers, she, the producers of Shameless are really good at covering things. Or maybe up. the producers of Shameless are really good at it. Yeah. So, um, other headline news includes, um, of course, uh, President Trump was booed loudly last Sunday <laughs> while attendance of Game Five for World Series against uh, the Washington Nationals. Man. By that the way, we can we pull up? Um, the Nationals were winning. Okay, yeah, yeah they were. They can were we get winning. a live report on the World Series yeah. Game Seven? As I am not watching yeah. it. Neither of us are watching it. With regards to uh, Nationals Trump, Nationals are currently winning. It is the top of the ninth. And top the of the Nationals ninth. Nationals are up six to two. Oh wow! Yes. All right. Yes. It nice. really does look like yeah. this. Uh, Speaking of when uh, Trump was uh, was mm-hmm. getting booed, Fox News edited out the booing. Oh, they did? They did. They did. They edited out the booing, <laughs> and they said there were so many cheers, and everyone was there. And oh, happy. they said there were so many. They said the complete opposite. They basically, they literally put the opposite thing. Oh, my God. such a load of bullshit. I mean, there was chance of lock him up. Fans co-opted him now. Yes, there refrain. was. Oh, man. You just, I love seeing that image of Trump's face just sinking. <laughs> yes. It just, oh, my God. You do you do amazing. love the schadenfreude. You, you can see. I just <laughs> love it. So I'm just obvious. De- you know, I don't believe in karma mm. though. I don't. Yeah. Believe, I think he's going to get away with it. I think he's probably he might get elected. He again. might get reelected if they don't have a strong um, Democratic they don't. candidate. They yeah, don't. And they don't. I'm sorry, Bernie Sanders. I love you, man, but you have no goddamn plan. I, I don't think so either, man. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's a nice guy though. I'm super nice guy. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, president was also treated with a huge banner that fans hung from the outfield seats. Saw that. Impeach that Trump. Was, that was great. Yeah. So top of the ninth, uh, Nationals are leading six to two. Wow, this is yeah. a live update here. Um, but Trump, you know, tried, you know, he did something. I don't know. I mean, is this worthy of uh, accolades? Uh, ISIS leader Abu Bakr uh, al Baghdadi died during a U.S. raid in northwestern Syria, <laughs> and um, 
Trump said that the guy died like a coward and died like a dog. Well, if you see the comparisons, they did a lot of comparisons right. between Barack Obama's speech when um, when uh, Osama bin Laden when, yeah. was, it was... It was with a level of dignity. With and dignity. Was, yes. Yeah. And, and class. And class. Yeah. And, um, and, Trump, the, and Trump Trump's, rambled on for like 48 minutes. Yeah, about, talked how, great, about how great he was. And, and how he, re- he wrote a book and how like uh, something about like this dog... Yeah, <laughs> the man loves himself. Yeah, he lo- and no, even if nobody else does, he loves himself. So what did the what was the dog uh, responsible for 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 leading the? Uh, yeah, he was able to sniff, leading to um he was able to, to sniff the ISIS yeah. leader's trail or something. What did the yeah. dog do? <laughs> and then and then ridiculously, mm-hmm. there's this uh, Photoshop picture of Trump uh, applying mm-hmm. the Medal of Honor. To oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, which is totally Photoshop. And Trump Jesus. himself shared it. Like, uh, yeah. posted it on his Twitter. Mm. Yeah. And... Complete bullshit. What a <laughs> fucking moron. What a moron. God. Rest in peace, John Witherspoon, uh, versatile actor best known for Friday and House Party and the mm. Wayne Brothers sitcom, died yesterday at the age of 77, man. Yeah. So if they ever yeah. do that Friday um, sequel, um, unfortunately, he will not be a part of it. It's well, they've so already done a trilogy. They don't. They does, can't do does it. Oh, the next Tucker, sorry, next Chris Tucker there's Friday. Needs, there's uh, Friday uh, after next. And next, next, next Friday and Friday after next. Friday next, yes. So, so what about Chris Tucker though? Like, what's he? Uh, what's he been up to? <laughs> I mean, currently he's um, mourning the death of, uh, oh, of John, uh, Witherspoon. John Witherspoon. But yeah. um, Chris Tucker, you know, he did after he did Rush Hour Four. I, I think he. He came back to the Rush Hour 4 after uh, some obscurity, and then he went back into obscurity again. Rush Hour 4? Yeah. Rush hour was it Rush Hour 3 or 4? Rush Hour 3. Or for whatever, whichever one, that it took a while for them to make. Yeah, uh, it took, they did Rush Hour 3. Okay, so that was fairly recent, right? Yeah. Like, no, it was like four years ago. Okay, there you go. And then after that, if you want to pull up his IMDb. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he's doing something. Yeah. Whatever. Japanese actress Ayaru Mashigusa, if I pronounce that right, um... Passed away at the age of 88. Uh, appeared opposite Toshiro Mifune in the Oscar-winning Samurai, The Legend of Musashi. Um, also, Robert Evans, a legendary Paramount, Paramount Pictures executive. Oh, yeah. Uh, behind Chinatown, Marathon Man died uh, last Saturday at the age of 89. He's the uh, subject of one of the most famous documentaries, The Kid Stays in the Picture. Oh, Yeah. You ever heard the Patton Oswalt joke about that? No. In one of no. Patton Oswalt's first albums, he talks about how the audiobook is like the ramblings of Satan. <laughs> it is Robert <laughs> Evans reading his own autobiography, and it is absolutely insane. Wow. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and he, wow. he, he sounds like he's had like three vodka, vodka gimlies, <laughs> and he's just rambling the entire time. It is Robert Evans. If you're wondering, by the way, Chris <laughs> Tucker's last uh, credited appearance was Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, wasn't that an Ang Lee movie? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. from 2016, and he had a stand-up special on Netflix in 2015. Okay, at least he had a Netflix special. That that's fairly recent. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's still been a f- yeah around the same time he did the Rush Hour. Yeah. Three. So yeah, I guess I was off Rush Hour four. Uh, Rush <laughs> Hour three he did in 2007. Wow, is that long? <laughs> ago? Was it that long ago? Yeah. Wow. Wait, is, do you see Rush Hour four in pre-production or something? Um, it's not listed here. Oh, there was a Rush Wikipedia. Hour TV show. 
They tried to adapt it into a TV show. Yeah, Same thing with Lethal but Weapon. It was, yeah, Lethal Weapon, right, right. Yeah, which I think that's canceled now. And that got canceled. Oh, yeah. I forgot that that existed. Mm-hmm. There was so a Lethal Weapon, <laughs> Lethal Weapon TV show. Yeah, yeah the one which, guy. Uh, you know, I gotta tell yeah. you, thirteen-year-old me would have thought that would would have been the coolest thing ever. Yeah, but it's <laughs> Lethal Weapon on TV. Right. Yeah. It's meant to be vulgar. <laughs> you can't be vulgar. You can't on be vulgar unless it was on HBO. But it no, had to go it was on network. Fox. That's a thing. It had to be on network, so you can't do certain things on network shows, guys. Yeah. Uh, celebrity wedding news includes uh, Lauren Bushnell and Chris Lane, country singer, and uh, Lauren was on The Bachelor. Celebrity engagements includes Adam Devine and Chloe Bridges. Uh, Adam, best known for his work on the Pitch Perfect movies. Um, he's also in the new HBO's Righteous Gemstones. Um, celebrity relationship news uh, includes uh, Pete Davidson. This guy is probably one of the luckiest dudes in Hollywood. He's banged Ariana Grande. <laughs> um, he's he dated Kate Beckinsale. He dated Margaret Qualley, the hot girl from um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And now he broke up with her. Now he's uh, supposedly dating Cindy Crawford's daughter, which is like a clone of Cindy Crawford. <laughs> her name is Kaya Gerber. They were seen together in New York City Whoa, last r- week. Repeat that. Her name is Kaya Gerber. Yeah, that's um, Cindy that Crawford's daughter. That yeah. does not roll off a tongue very well. Kaya Gerber, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Pete's uh, complaining. Pete, I mean, <laughs> he dates yeah. up. He dates up. I yeah. got. I mean, he's not. You know, you gotta admit. I mean, you really have to admire that. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. is. Because yeah. uh, like he's he's a funny guy. I'm sure he's really charming, and I'm sure he's. And it's mm-hmm. not like he's an ugly guy. Right. He's yeah. just like. How a, old is he? He's 25, and and Cindy Crawford's daughter's 18. Ooh. So uh, yeah, pushing yeah. it, but pushing still it a little legal. bit. Yeah, but uh, at the same time, he's it's still young guy. I'm sure so. he drops her off at school. Right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, John Cena, who's now a Hollywood star, former well, he's still a WWE superstar, but now he's a a movie star. Uh, has now taken his relationship with Shay. You might be able to pronounce his last name. It uh, sounds like it's... Uh, Shariat Sadeh. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Shariat Sadeh. <laughs> there you go. Thank you very much. Uh, the couple, uh, Spark Romance Rumors, this past March, made their red carpet debut for um, John Cena's new movie, Playing With Fire. Gotta say, there's lots of hot Persian girls. Heck, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there are, dude. You met my Heck. sister, which I won't even well, begin I to say. You but know, I... Yeah, yes, but you know, I've, out of all the hot pressure girls, the, the, for you to bring up your sister out of all the other well, that is a little on the creepy side. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's creepy. I've never dated a Persian girl, so it's like uh, there's other hot Persian girls. Let's just say there are lots of hot Persian girls. <laughs> and you should have thought of someone else before your sister. <laughs> yeah, she's the first one that popped to my head, which is really awful. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, yes, uh, so be. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Congratulations to Laura Propon from Orange is the New Black. She's expecting her second child. And soccer star Alex Morgan also expecting her first child. And um, also uh, Ricky Martin and Juan Joseph um, has uh, welcomed their fourth child to the family uh, via surrogate mother, of course. Um, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless something else happens. Something else is happening, right? Uh, celebrity birthdays today. Uh, shout out to Henry Winkler, who's 71. 
Wow, he's still alive. 71, and of course known for his role in Barry, the Fonz himself. Yeah. Harry. He's in, he's, he's in a lot of awesome stuff. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, a since, lot of since stuff. Happy he's, in days. A, he's in a lot of bad stuff, too. Right. He's in Arrested <laughs> a lot Development. Of, he yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, he was, but he's also been in a lot of crappy Adam Sandler movies. Let's <laughs> yeah, yeah, not forget that. <laughs> I remember and those. Barry's yeah. really good. Barry's a good show. Barry's a good show, yeah. man. Yeah. Definitely worth turning yeah. if you haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. Harry Hamlin, 65. Uh, Charles. He's, he's a lot older than I would have thought, but I guess I shouldn't think that. Yeah. Charles Martin Smith from American Graffiti is 63. Gavin Rosdale of Bush is 51. Holy fuck. I wow, know, I'm right? Old. Billy Brown from How to Get Away with Murder is 46. Actress Neil Long is 46. Steve Kazee from Shameless is 44. Matt Morrison from Glee is 38. Janelle Parrish is 28. And that's birthdays today. So mm. there you go. Um, Crown Jewel pay-per-view. Um, this is crazy because this will be in Saudi Arabia. WWE has a deal with Saudi Arabia uh, to produce huge events, and um, this is historic, guys. Uh, that's one. First, before we get to the point, first female to females to wrestle on a match in Saudi Arabia. So they have to be covered from neck Sorry to foot. Sorry to interrupt. Nats won. I just said that. And the Nats won the World Series, so there <laughs> I, I, you go. No, they, they said they were, we were winning, but no. they just declared them. Oh, so yes. Yes, Nats! Juan Soto! <laughs> Celebrating the Nats victory. <clears throat> Congratulations to the World Series champions, the Nats. But well, this, I'm an Orioles fan, so... Well, it's I, okay. It's still the other side of the beltway, yeah, and it's... The Nats, the Nats have, and it's have it's systematically been fucking over the Orioles and for it's the past, Nats, like, 10 well, years. Well, if the Orioles weren't fucking terrible, I would, yeah. I would still say, yeah, I'd support them. But it's, I'm sorry, your team fucking blows. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the truth. But let's let's, let's be Nats. When was the last time they went to the World Series? Kim, the Orioles? 83. There you go. Yep. That but is we, just... But, but, but the cha- oh, I, I AL Championship game... Yeah, I won't. I won't dispute the fact that the Orioles have been a really, really poorly run franchise. They but are it's, terrible. Uh, but, have the most beautiful but, stadium. But like the Nats, uh, the Nats' very existence yeah. like fucked over the Orioles. Yeah. yeah. And then they reneged on a deal where they mm-hmm. were um, supposed to like the O's were supposed to get a lot more revenue from. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, hey, it was like you know it was the same thing with the Redskins. You know, it's yep. like when yeah. they made the Ravens team. The Ravens fucked over the Redskins. That's yeah. franchise. true. So there you go. And then Dan Snyder drove it into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, two more things before we go, guys. Like I was saying, um, Natalie Neidhart, Jim Anvil Leonard's daughter, and Lacey Evans were chosen to have the first match in Saudi Arabia. Because, you know, women, there's stricter rules about women right. wrestling in yeah, Saudi that's Arabia. Yeah, that's kind of an understatement. So, but yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and women have not wrestled in the, the past events that they've had in Saudi Arabia. For this upcoming one, they're going to have the first match ever. Um, they're going to be covered from... Yeah, Are they wearing like sweatsuits or something? They're, they're going to be covered. I think there's it's still spandex, but it's going to cover their their hands or oh, arms. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna let them what? wrestle in like tight spandex th- outfits. It was still tight spandex. I would have yeah. I would have assumed they would have to wear like loose sweatshirts and sweatpants or something like that. They would you would imagine, but yeah, the 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 first time they wrestled women wrestled in Abu Dhabi. It was those tight-fitting, uh, form-fitting, but covered from head to toe. But you're right. It's still very sexy if yeah. it's form-fitting spandex yeah. you know, that these women are wrestling in. Yeah. Plus, if it if it tears, then that's going to, you know, yeah. <laughs> cause all kinds of problems. It's, yeah, that could, co- especially in Saudi Arabia, of course, man. But uh, this this card is stacked, guys, because they want mainstream appeal all over the place. The okay, world stop ha- oppressing women, and then you'll have mainstream appeal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, too, for sure. Oh, and murdering journalists. 
Yeah, don't do that either. And, and WWE still has a relationship with with with, the, with that nation, despite. And well, I mean, yeah. the owner of the WWE is pretty tight with our current fuckhead president. So. That's a good point too. Yeah, but what? Who was it? Vince McMahon? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a total tool bag. <laughs> yeah. They they might as well call it blood money in the bank because it, it's certainly mm-hmm. what it is, and I agree with those sentiments. But because of the money that the Saudis are giving the WWE, you have the world championship, world heavyweight champion in boxing. Mm. Um, and Tyson Fury fighting Braun Strowman. You have Cain Velasquez from UFC, who defeated Brock Lesnar legitimately in UFC, wrestling in a WWE match against Brock Lesnar for the world title. <laughs> and you have Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, in a false count anywhere match. So they have stacked this card for Saudi Arabia, despite, yes, their shortcomings of pressing women, and, of course, killing journalists, which we cannot endorse here on Below the Belt mm. Show in any case, which is horrible. I love how you, you put that, we cannot endorse. Uh, it took some thought, but we don't endorse the, <laughs> the murder of journalists. <laughs> we don't endorse some of the things that the, that nation has done, absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll just say there. So, first of all, when you see this T-shirt, do you think racism? Do you see any racist I, I, undertones, yes or no? Uh, the, 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 the wrestler's name is Jordan Miles. I would... I, oh, I, would, I see it. Uh, blackface. Okay. The, the, the smile. Okay, the so smile. This, I see it. I so see this it. is. Uh, so this um, wrestler. I was about to say. I'd have to know who. If Jordan it was just Miles. like a box, I would say, but because it, it's shaped like a smile. I think originally I think, yeah, the I issue was it. it was on a white T-shirt, and you couldn't notice that at first. So this is Jordan Miles. He's a WWE wrestler on NXT's brand. I'm assuming brand. he's black. He's black. Okay. So apparently um, he is feuding with the WWE over a t-shirt design for his character. Um, It's been pulled and replaced. And uh, apparently he was quoted as saying WWE doesn't care about black people. So he's pretty much biting the hands that feeds him right now. Can I see Um, the shirt again? Yeah, of course. Uh, it takes some time uh, to find it. I don't know. I mean, but he's alluding to I'd say, teeth. Be, be, I'd, I'd say if you just said, hey, what do you think of this shirt? I'd be like, oh, okay, it just looks like a normal shirt. Because you said, does it look, like, look, does it look racist? My mind went to that, and I was like, oh, I see it. I'm only oh. noticing it because I'm looking for it. Okay, because well, you're, you're looking for it, right. You can't really say blackface, because blackface has, like, the big... Right, there's no facial yeah. features. It's yeah. a black-colored T-shirt. But it, but it's but like a, it's it does a, look it's like a, it's, teeth. A, it's a toothy smile. But, that's what it. But toothy I guess. smiles happen to all nationalities, though, don't they? Yeah. You know, so that's yeah. where I'm and, just... and and the whole thing is, I would not have thought toothy smile until yeah. until, until you pointed it out. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's one of those things yeah. you're only gonna notice if you see it. But then, but then once it. you know, now you can't unsee right. it. Yeah. He also yeah. called. Uh, he he brought up the fact that Hulk Hogan's still employed with WWE despite dropping the N bomb in those recordings. Yeah. And that, you know, he gave that, like, wishy-washy apology. He also brought up uh, a wrestler who he called an Uncle Tom named Jay Lethal because he was the only uh, wrestler in the Ring of Honor promotion that did, had success. So he's been well, calling Vince, a lot Vince of contracts. man is a racist. He's he said some pretty racist things. He actually dropped the end bomb on one episode. Yeah, I've seen but that. But it was, it, it was out of comedy. He said, what's up, my... And then, right. You don't use that. If you're white, you don't get to use that. You don't that. get to use that. I'm sorry. There's, there's, like, no... <laughs> there's, just, there's certain protocol yes. for that. You're not totally agree, black. Man. It's yeah. not okay. Yep. okay. Only black people are allowed to say that. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I don't know if he, he's thinking like the Jesse Smollett controversy creates cash and maybe, but obviously, you know, it didn't work for Jesse. He's, he lost his role on, on Empire. So, yeah. I don't know. A lot of people are comparing Jordan Miles to the to the WWE's version of uh, Jesse Smollett. Mm. So, but, 
But yeah, um, I mean, you know, there's since WWE's been on Fox, there's been some controversy um, with the Twitter account of WWE on Fox. So apparently, this <laughs> what is crazy. they do now? So they tweeted a, uh, a photo to promote the show with Eric Rowan, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Ric Flair, and Hulk Hogan, and one wrestler of color. It was a female res- wrestler from Japan, Carrie Sane. And one fan responded in the graphic saying, where are the people of color? WWE on Fox account responded, what do you think Carrie Sane is? So apparently there's a lot of backlash for WWE responding, the WWE on Fox account responding to what do you think Carrie Sane is? I mean, she obviously is from Japan. She's not Caucasian, but um, they thought it was like just, just not an appropriate thing to say at all. Why not just say Carrie uh, Carrie Sane is from Japan? Or yeah, or just uh, or representing yeah. Japan. Exactly. It, it sounds it sounds like you're being um, facetious. Yeah. Exactly. You, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We mentioned John Cena that who was on the red carpet for his uh, big film. He donated five hundred thousand to a charity, a Paramount Pictures Choosing, which is uh, the first responders of the country. So doing a really really mm. cool thing. Yeah. And he the Rock, like a nice guy. Uh, launching his own brand of tequila, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson is called Terramana Tequila. <laughs> so I know that um, um, what's that actor's name? God damn. The Casamigos tequila guy. George Clooney. Jesus. George Clooney <laughs> has his own. <laughs> his George own Clooney has his own tequila. tequila. George Clooney has his own coffee. Yeah. It's like he, he <laughs> yeah, doesn't even act yeah, anymore. Yeah. He, he's just a brand. Yeah. And um, he will be, um, The Rock will be making an appearance at UFC 244 this uh, Saturday, which I think is huge. He's crossing over to that. And also, speaking of UFC, look for the MMA action movie Cage Fighter starring WWE's Christian. Uh, he's signed on to join the cast of that, um, and uh, that should be something to look out for as well. Um, but yeah, um, that that's that's all I have for for WWE wrestling news, and uh, I think this is a good time to end tonight's show. It was an amazing show from top to bottom. I'd like to thank, of course, Sabrina Taylor Smith and her beau for uh, dressing in Captain Marvel and titillating us here in studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course. Intabulating. <laughs> yes. Mike, the General Zod. Yeah, sorry for being late. That's but... okay. The man with the calming presence providing everything in the world of pop culture and comic yes. book pop culture. I do. I do try. And of course, first time appearance on Below the Bell. Mm. Did a stellar... Knocked it out of the park. Thank you. For your knowledge of pop culture is very Yeah, you know your awesome. shit. You yeah. know your stuff, man. I I, I have to. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, I, I can't really just, you know, pass it off. And, uh, that's you know, right. No, no. Yeah. Jesse Fresco, a.k.a. Hardcore Bloodshot. I got there that right? There you go. Hardcore Bloodshot. So, yeah. so, so what's the what's the deal with the Bloodshot thing? What? Well, you were saying, like, uh, you've been talking about Bloodshot a lot, and... Well, I go, I go as Bloodshot to conventions. All the time. Always well, that's, as Bloodshot. Well, that's his go-to cosplay. That's you don't cosplay go- as anyone else. Oh, I do other characters. Oh, you I do other like characters. The Punisher, and I've done Rai, and I've done Ninjak, and okay. I've done a couple other things. But, but um, you're loyal to Valiant, I see. Valiant, yeah, Valiant, loyal fan, all of Valiant. Wow. Ride or die Valiant. So yeah, you're the so one guy. <laughs> I'm the only I'm, person that does that character. I know, I'm teasing. I am the only but person. But you're the only person that does that. As far as I know, I'm the only person that does it like full time. So so um, I guess I probably missed the conversation about the Bloodshot trailer mm. earlier. We today. alluded to. Is there anything you want to talk about that we missed on the Bloodshot uh, trailer? I will this say is near that, dear to your heart. that Sony intentionally dropped the trailer the same day as the Star Wars trailer, the final. Intentionally. Story. Intentionally, just to piss off Disney because uh, Disney was screwing them over on their money for uh, Spider-Man. And all the Marvel yeah, stuff. So that's a good point. Gotta, so gotta tell you, gotta tell you, 
Star Wars has a little bit more attention. But here's here's what happened. Yeah, though. True. Here's what happened though. The yeah. Star Wars trailer dropped, and everybody kind of went, "Oh yeah, it's a Star Wars movie." Even though it has higher views on YouTube, the reception to the Bloodshot trailer was stronger. Okay. It actually, everyone said that's a better trailer because it's like, "Oh man, this is." It new. was a great this trailer. Is, this is different. But I got I, mean, I, lo- I still love the Star Wars trailer. I guess for the Star fine. Wars, my like, fan. You're a Star yeah. Wars fan. That's fine. Yeah. But for yeah. everybody like me that's just kind right. of like over Star Wars at this point, <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I'm just, I'm over it. That it's completely it, fair. It's like, I watched that Bloodshot trailer and I'm just kind of like, yep, that's what so I want. So now you want to see it on the big screen. Yeah. And I'm going to go see Terminator just to see the Just trailer. to see the big screen. Okay. Very <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm going to go see awesome. that Bloodshot trailer. It's going to look awesome on a 60-foot <laughs> screen. And Terminator was okay, too. Awesome. Well, guys, this is a good time to uh, uh, end tonight's show, guys. Next week, uh, expect more on-location interviews. Or actually, our final on location interviews from the Split Screens Festival with the cast of Queen <coughs> Sugar. You might remember Rutini Rusley from True Blood. That's going to be next week. But here are the two final interviews from Fear the Walking Dead cast. And mm. it's Coleman Domingo and Alicia Debman Carey, guys, closing mm. out tonight's show. Split Screens Festival, the Fear the Walking Dead. And this is the Halloween show. Happy Halloween, guys, for Happy everyone Halloween. here on Below the Belt Show. Be safe if you're partying tomorrow. I'm sure a lot of people partied last Saturday, which I did mm. at the amazing party thrown at the Maryland Science Center, which is a lot of fun um, for their annual Halloween party. Guys, we'll see you guys next week. Until then, peace. 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 All right. Guys, we're here at actor extraordinaire Coleman Domingo. Thank you. What look a great at, title. Look at fly. You. I appreciate it. You. <laughs> you know, it was just you when I'm in New York. Right. It's NYC. It's fashion capital of, of the world, right? Absolutely. And, of course, the premiere of Fear the Walking Dead season five. Yeah. It's a good It's a good night. Yeah. It's a, we have a new epic season, and um, yes. we're all going through a lot of changes. Um, but I think it's like, you know, I think last season was sort of like a, a rebooting in a way. That's what it felt like because it was like we were, yes. we were, we were leaving some old, some other characters behind, um, expanding the universe. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think that it's really found it's a, a, a new groove. I think it has a bit, this season has a bit more of a sense of humor as well. And sort of like a, a bit more. It's going to have a sense of humor in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, and I think sometimes even the gore is a bit more like macabre in a way. So I wow. think that it's a, a play on this. Like we know the universe. We know. So it's a new way of how do we tell the story you know I think yeah. the show keeps uh, reinvigorating itself for sure and you and Alicia are two of the original ca- one of yeah, the OGs. OGs you're yeah. the OGs of the exactly. how does it feel like to be there from day one and up to, to season five it's um, it's it's a, a, it's complex because I think <laughs> that it's, it's a little bittersweet at times because you know when you join a show you think they're like oh this is my teammates for the next whatever years sure and then you know it keeps shifting it keeps shifting um, but you know that that's the nature of the show as well so yeah. and then the idea that like you know you look around and you're like Alicia you and I are the OGs here yeah. how did that happen <laughs> and I think and it's just like, I think it's just um, the way stories being told I have right. no idea how long my character will be right. in the universe but he'll be along for the journey as long as he's supposed to be part of the journey and vice versa like with you know with, with Alicia and, mm-hmm. and Denai is now an OG Denai is sort of a junior OG and then the idea of ah. Daniel Salazar coming back that he's sort of like an OG who went away for a minute <laughs> who's still an OG <laughs> wow that's awesome so you do a lot of stuff in theater I I saw your one episode of Talking Dead where you talked. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm in the theater. I'm, you know, yeah. I, I direct television. I directed two yes. episodes. I directed a new episode this season. Yeah, how is it um, like uh, transitioning from in front to the behind? You know, it's um, for me, it's been really kind of um, mm-hmm. a, not a breeze, but it's been really, really lovely. 
I don't know, because I've been directing theater for like over 20 years. And so I've been applying those skills wow. to actually leading a bigger group of people and inspiring others. And wow. what you don't know, you have like such amazing artists who know. Wow. And so everyone, it's a team, it's a, truly a team effort. Sure. And so every episode, it can say directed by Coma Domingo, but right. you know it's the, the work of everybody. Right. Transpo, makeup, hair, yeah. you, know, you name it, locations, that everybody's a part of it, making this awesome. episode happen. Awesome. It's a blast. Well, guys, Colin Domingo, nice. one of the stars, the OGs of Fear the Walking Dead. OG. Here. Click on this show. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. It's amazing. Guys, we're here with the lovely and talented Alicia Denman Carey of Fear the Walking Dead here at the season five premiere here at IFC, and we're really looking forward to this season. Of course, I was just talking to Coleman Domingo that you and him are two of the OGs, the original yeah. players. How's it feel? We to are be, the OGs. Yes. How's it feel to be there since day one and, and up until uh, season five? I mean, it's like it's a very rare thing to be a part of a show for five seasons and still be here. And I think, especially for any show that's on the air nowadays, um, and I feel very grateful and very like you know blessed that I get to have that uh, you know confidence in a show that's done so well that has the amazing fame fan base that it does and that's got so much support behind it so yeah. feel very very lucky um, but also you know it's great that I have Coleman along that's been here for the entire time too it's yeah. Really nice. yeah of course your character had a lot of loss with uh, yes. with Madison and and, and, <laughs> and Frank Delane of course who played Nick um, what's it like now that they have gone and what's it what's it been like without the, having them on set it's been so hard I mean I, I was very close with both Kim and, and Nick uh, yeah. and Frank sorry um, and we, they were really like, we were really a family on set. So to lose them in, it wasn't just like in a, you know, a fictional world. It also yes. felt like, oh, you're removed from my life for a certain, in a certain way, yeah. which was sad. But um, you know, we've tried to, we've got a great new group of people, and yes, and, and I think it's also created a really interesting character arc for Alicia than evolve from. You know, now she's yeah. trying to to change from what it means from having a family to now having a new family and right. and how can she can protect them because that's what she feels like she couldn't do in the past and, right. and is there a world where there's still joy and hope left? We certainly hope so. Now we know that Ruben's coming back to the cast which is yeah, amazing. Yeah, I know. I've missed him as well. So, that was really And nice. my theory is if we haven't seen Madison actually die. You're the second person tonight who's asked me that. <laughs> I don't know and I keep believing what you will, honestly. Awesome. And the last question I have, it must have been really cool to come into a role where you pretty much didn't have to change your name. Alicia is Alicia. You'd think so. It's right. now become so difficult. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's great in many ways. Like, yes. no one can get my name wrong. But at the same yes, time, it's exactly. also like the constant question of just like, wait, is it the same? Or is like, who's who? And I'm like, oh, no. Like, you should have just been like at the start. Like, no, change it. But it's fine. Because that's the original character. It was Alicia. Yeah. So they didn't well, want to no, change the it. original character. Well, I thought it was Ashley. And then, because oh. the sides were Ashley, but they were dummy sides. Okay. And then when we got to the table read it wasn't until later that I was reading it I was like why is the character called Alicia suddenly and then it was like we were filming and I was like oh no like it just is so uh, yeah awesome yeah. guys a beautiful and talented Alicia Denman Carey star of Fear the Walking Dead excellent talking thank with you. us thank you thank you awesome. so much well it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons this is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying until next time keep chilling like a villain bye, goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye.